Warning, self-control does not share the same views of the influencers that you see on wrestling Twitter. The comments and opinions you will hear in this episode will make you feel some kind of way. Accordingly, the umbrella must insist that you know from jump that we do not care. We at self-control must insist that you listen and make your own opinions and do not attempt to contact us on that bullshit. We will read them and laugh at you in our group chat or pre-production meetings on the phone, accordingly. That's my greatest fear, that if, if I lost control or did not have control, things would just, you know, I would be fatal. Shit, what's wrong? Other than that, you know, shit. Mm-hmm. Good, everything's everything. Yeah. Yeah, this shit just was like, I mean, it just, it just happened, you know what I mean? Like, the other day I came home, saw the video, I'm like, here we go. And I didn't know how large it was going to loom, like, I didn't know if it was going to be, like, some swept under, but, like, that video was just, like, blatant. And it's funny, because I took the video, that's my uncle, that's my uncle man, like, basically his co-worker, but that's his man, oh, that's his son took that shit. Right. So it's, it's a really small city, you know, shit is crazy. Yo, I got like these uh these new chips. I've been trying. I kind of fuck with them. The uh the Nashville hot chicken from Lay's. You, you tried those? You seen those? Well, I haven't. I've been seeing the different flavors. I haven't tried them yet. That sounds. I feel like the blue bag. Nah, it's a red bag. I'm gonna be thinking of another kind. But um. I'm like, it's funny because I actually got I got the out here in, like at, at like seven. Um, I might I might go I might, shit if I see him I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm grabbing shits hot chicken gosh gotcha, all right yeah gosh gotcha, I'm gonna definitely grab. Yeah. These are the hot new Johns right now. Yeah. I didn't know if you had knew about them yet. Yeah, like I, that's a, like I know they got. That's the thing. Like we get certain exclusive shit. It's like you know, maybe you know to the city like in a given time. So like it might be like certain flavors that's here. Like I think they got like a chicken and waffle, John. If I'm mistaken, they got some other shits too. But you yeah, know, I don't what? even know if I see. Chicken waffle, John, to my man's. Mm. I was just talking yeah. about those ones. Mm. And how they was terrible and shit. Yeah. Yo, did you see the pineapple? Uh, not the pineapple chicken. The popcorn. <laughs> the popcorn shrimp and grits or whatever. <laughs> like, no, this is on Twitter. Yeah, these like I guess they got some water and some popcorn and grinded it up, and I guess they put it in the grits or like I don't know how they did the shit, but like it was just like yo why. Yeah. Like, before you cook the shrimp, why wouldn't you just put it in the popcorn as batter? Because that's what I thought they were doing. But, like, they just, right. I guess, mixed it with the grits or something like that. Like, shit it's was straight in there. They didn't even want... <laughs> shit, shit was wild. Yeah. 
right, man. Let's get into it. We going high. We going low. I felt like going low, man. Felt like going low. How you feel? Hold on, I can't hear you. You could. You. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if. I wouldn't mind if you went high at all. High. I want. Yeah. All right, we can go high. I felt like going low, but we can go high. All right, bet. Just because I've been feeling like um, I I was late to the bus listening to Reason. Reason I still, yo, I still gotta listen to that drum. I still gotta listen. I it's in my phone. I just gotta make time. I, I know about, it's that shit because I know the singles was crazy. They dropped before. Yeah, I'm about to play some Reason just a minute ago. Yeah. Reason was my shit. I'm trying to think how. You know what? We've been talking about doing it, so. Mm. Let's just fucking do it, man. I've been trying to do this for like the past since yeah. we Switch it on them. Come on, don't do that to me. Don't do that. Come on, man. You're holding me out. They ain't trying to. They ain't trying to give it to me. How I'm trying to. How they trying to give it to me. So, 
She got a thing for designer bags, and she can't afford cost more than the rent. She was staying on the second floor. Me and Shorty was cruising and creeping in the Honda. We was on the same accord, but also riding in the same accord. I would stay up chasing dreams, steady racing forward. Still chasing dreams, but lately they paying more. I would devote all of my time, and you would hate me for it. But if I didn't, and I was broke, then you would hate me more. I was so broke without a job, didn't cancel my insurance, crashed the whip the next morning when it rained and poured. Fast forward, all my problems to deflated some. But see the hate around the nigga. And played it more. Signed the top dog, nigga. That's my greatest score. But lost a lot. Feel like I can't lose for winning. Trying to clear my mind. I gotta make room for vision. Did bad to gain a lot. I had to pay dues with sinning. But I'm still here. Death encounters had a handful, bruh. I could have left before expected. I had Andrew's luck. Remember signing them papers and all the fan pulled up. Taking shots of the Henny while we smoking to celebrate. Fuck overnight, nigga. We had the best patience. A new father was proud of the steps taken. Can't go back to how we was living, cause death waiting shit. I got a blessed vision, feel like the best in it. It's all hard, I have to say it with my chest, nigga. I gotta hustle, take my steps and put some pep in it. Signed and left with it when we rock on tour. Feel like bad got a lot in store. Put my soul into this shit, I need my hands piled up. All right, man, all right. Yo, Lo, how we coming in, brother? Perfecto. Perfecto. All right, man. You know how we do it. My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check two. Let's proceed to the proceedings this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, he, him, she, her. They, them, y'all. Welcome to another edition, another episode of the Self-Control Podcast, where the energy never dies and the energy never lies. I'm your boy, Nige, and I'm with my brother, my comrade, my compatriot, the homie, Lorenzo Farrell. What's going on, my brother? What's happening, man? How you doing, brother? Good morning, Vietnam. We are live from West Philadelphia mm. this evening. I'm just, uh, I'm hopeful, Naj, and I'm trying to stay optimistic, brother. I feel you, brother. I feel we're going to get into that in a minute. But um, my sister asked me the other day, <laughs> she was just like, yo, because like she hears me doing the, ro- doing the podcast from another room or whatever. But she's always like, mm-hmm. she's like, yo. Why do you always say in the beginning, my mic sounds nice, check one. My mic sounds nice, check two. Well, one, <laughs> it's in tribute to one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite female artists, Salt and Pepper. You know, um, so salute to them. Uh, that's where I got that from. And also, I say that when I'm plugging in <laughs> the headphones to record. Because for some reason, like when I have my headphones out, I don't really can't, not I can't hear myself, but I don't sound as well. I sound further away. But when I have my iPhone's headphones checked in or whatever, I sound perfect when it comes down to playback and editing. I sound much, much better. So that's why I do the, my mic sounds nice, check one routine when I'm plugging in my headphones. I just can't be like, yo, I'm about to plug in my headphones right quick. I got to. Give y'all some pizzazz while I'm plugging them in. So when I say my mic sounds nice, check one, I'm putting in one headphone. <laughs> when I say my mic sounds nice, check two, 
I'm putting in the other. You know, just a little inside baseball stuff, you know. You know how that goes. Right. But um, yeah, man. So we're here. Another episode, episode 19. We're oh you know, we're almost legal. Almost legal, baby. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, be well, about to be. well, we are legal. Mm-hmm. We are legal. Yeah. Right. We're 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 legal as far as United States uh laws are concerned. Um but yeah, man, we about to hit that uh about to hit that dub mark, man. It feels great. Yeah, man. Twenty-one episodes. About to hit that pretty soon. Um we know we kind of been we were kind of inconsistent for a minute, you know, but personal things happen, you know, but we've been a lot more consistent lately. We're giving y'all an episode a week. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing good. We, we ain't like the Joe Budden podcast where we just, well, we kind of were like the Joe Budden podcast. We didn't, we just left without telling y'all nothing. We just took a, like a three week break at one point and just didn't tell y'all nothing. So we yeah. apologize. <laughs> so we apologize about that. But yo, but we back though. We bike. We bike. We bike. We bike. Um, it is Thursday, uh, October 29th. and um, when y'all hear this tomorrow, hopefully y'all have seen the very, 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 very special something that we've been waiting on for the past couple of months. Um. Paris is bumping. Brought to you by our brother Billy Dixon. Um, it is coming on ten o'clock Eastern, seven Pacific. Um, who's all in this joint? MV, uh, MV Young is in it. Uh, Candy, Candy Lee is in it. She got like a little dope routine that I seen in the preview or whatever, with the mm-hmm. hands and everything, with the Vogue hands. I don't want to call them vocals, right. but you know they doing their thing in that club that I saw her in. Um, Billy is doing his thing. Like this is a labor of love for him because he's really been trying to get this done for a while. Um, so shout out to him. Shout out to Low McGrath. Uh, they have done the damn thing. Um, I'm so proud of them, and I can't wait to see what they got going on with that. It is on uh, Independent Wrestling. Or um, IWTV.com, but Independent Wrestling, uh, I think it's the app, I, I believe. I think it's on an app. Is it on an app? Do they have an app? I thought it was just going to be on the website, IWTV.com. Yeah, it's just going to be on IWTV.com. Um, so please check that out, y'all. Please check that out. It's going to be a great, 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 great show. Um, yeah, man. Y'all know how we do it. Um, I really didn't... I asked Lorenzo uh, last episode, but I really didn't tell him. But um, yo, what we sipping on today? Y- y'all know, you know, we always sipping on something. Mm-hmm. I got my usual, man. I think this is about like the fifth episode. I have my, you know, tequila, sun up, sunrise. You know, shout out to Adam Cole, baby, fan of my sunrise. But at the time, I'm using Bacardi rum, Santiago Cuba. Oh, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with um with some Bacardi rum, man. Ain't I'm a I'm a I'm a rum head, uh, man. Shout out to Cuba, to Cuba. Um, we was talking uh the other day, not me and you, but uh, me and some friends. We were talking about. Do you remember Black Gin? 
Yeah. Seagram's black that jeans? Was, <laughs> that was the move for a lot of people. When them exclusive bottles drop, some people just can't. can't they just got to go grab that. I, I do remember black jeans. That was quite a Black, black gin, white honey. But the same subject, yeah, it was crazy. Black gin is the reason why I can't fuck with no black gin and new Amsterdam gin is, are the sole reasons why uh, I can't fuck man. with gin no more. This is before New Amsterdam started making vodka. They just made gin exclusively. Yeah. yeah. So me going out I, I was going to South Carolina State at the time, underage, and uh they had uh we had a bootlegger because we couldn't go to um there were two places where if you were underage, you could go get some liquor. You could go to the check cashing place or whatever, because you can check, you can cash a check and also get a bottle. They let you do that. That's how they like mm. they kind of like you get under the radar or whatever. Cause they just charge it the whatever bottle you had bought as part of like your fee. The uh the, the check cashing fee. That's how they went around it. And then the gotcha. other one. And then the other one was uh, we had this bootlegger up the street in Orangeburg. To all my people in Orangeburg, to all the people in South Carolina State, y'all know the ones I'm talking about. Um, you know, I, I don't snitch because I, I I hope they're still running to this day. But um, <laughs> right for real, on some real shit. Yeah, like, right on some real shit. Um, they had the the pints for like five dollars. The pints of uh, New Amsterdam gin for like five dollars. Jesus. So like, yeah. so like mm-hmm. you know, a couple niggas. I need to lay down stuff. I don't need to come home, bro. You do, bro. Yo, me and Scott I was talking about. Home. Me and Scott was talking about like what we got to do before he leave. Like whether we gotta like come up to see you, or whatever, or whether you gotta fly down. You gotta fly down to Virginia. And y'all come down here. Whatever we gotta, uh, however it gotta go down, it yeah. gotta go down. We gonna we gonna figure it out. But my bad. I would just think I, it's just like man, like I just I just. Everything down south is like, is it, first of all, it's cheaper. But just when you said that, it just, I'm just like, man. But to, uh, your story, I, I, I apologize, brother. I just no, got mad. No, mm. no, pints for the five was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. Because then, like, this is where, like, back in the day, where like, you can still buy nicks. As far as weed, you can still buy nicks. I don't. Kids is probably listening yeah. to this like. Nicks, what the fuck is Nicks? Yes, Nicks were like point fives. <laughs> Look up Freddie Gibbs, Nicks. Yes, kids. It tell he tells you tells you the whole story, like, all from a, you know what I mean, all from it, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is like where you, like so niggas used to have them type of conundrums when you got ten dollars. Do I get <laughs> the dime or do I can or do I go to the homie and get a Nick? It didn't go to the. <laughs> that's how they used to do it. Split that dime in half, you know. Right. What I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you might, you, you might see, to. you might see a shorty who might bless you with another five to Matching. add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can get the, <laughs> so you can get the pint and the and the dime and just be like, hey, my niggas. Yeah. They weren't the bootlegger wasn't there. I'm gonna holler at y'all later. And yeah. the girl. <laughs> I done so that. Nice. Plenty, I done that plenty of times. South Carolina State. Like, they, don't, they, don't know, they don't know that. Like, I done that go. plenty. I done that plenty of times. 
I listen. I believe you. This this is this is self control podcast, bro. This is sometimes this is 100%. you sometimes you don't want to smoke with the homies. Sometimes you just want to like, hey, listen. This to the face or, or me and Shorty face. Yeah, you know like I mean? listen, like y'all gotta <laughs> understand. Like I don't been on the receiving end, and I don't yeah. been on on the the other end where like. Yo, did you see Shorty? Yes, today she was looking fat. What the? I had to exactly. smoke with her. I had exactly. to smoke with her. Need some time. We need to spend some time real quick. Literally, like the first time, the first time, like when my when my mom dropped me off at school after I got checked in and everything, mm-hmm. I would just remember like waving like bye, bye, yeah. and that's how like I couldn't see him no more. I bought my very first black amount. <laughs> I had never bought cigarettes or nothing. So the day I went to, to the day I got dropped off in South Carolina State. Oh my god! Put the store fast as shit. And I got me, a, and I got me a black amount. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that 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 was it. Maybe some golden like some golden nights. Yeah, I mean, you know, I Yo, love man, it. Sh- shout out to the South Carolina State University, man, HBCU, the very first Absolutely. HBCU. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to Orangeburg. Shout out to my peoples there. Everybody um, on the yard uh, doing their thing right now. Um, we know things is hectic right now, man. Um, speaking of hectic, man, uh, I can't really speak on it because, you know, we got – you know, we got Low Jones, you know, the dreaded Van Jones on the scene. So, you know, um, he's going to tell us more. But I'm just going to let y'all know what um what's going on, man. Um, there was a fatal shooting of another black man in America's streets. Amer- and when I say America, I mean America like Cube used to call it America with three K's. Um, he was gunned down by the police. Um, his name, we're going to say his name. His name is Walter Wallace Jr. He was 27 and was shot earlier this week. Um, after he ignored, this is what, um, this is what ABC is saying. This is, I'm going to read what they said. He was shot earlier this week in the throes of a mental health crisis after he ignored officers' repeated orders to drop a knife. This encounter was caught on video. Um, and, and if y'all listen, y'all know how we do it on the Self-Control Podcast. We, we you know, word to Curtis Snow, keep that motherfucker rolling. You know, so, you know, if y'all listen to the beat, you know, to our B-roll conversation, um, Lorenzo has peoples who actually know the person who filmed this. Um, and it has spurred a lot of unrest in Philadelphia, and rightfully so. Uh, it's just going, it's just going on crazy right now, you know. Um, especially during this election year, and with election day in like five days. Tuesday, to be to be exact. Um, and, you know, the 
the nominees are are using this as divisiveness. You know, you you hear Trump. I I heard I saw the quote or heard the quote where Trump was like, "I can tell you, Biden and Harris are standing with the rioters and vandals." Um, and he says, "I stand with the heroes of law." You're gonna hear this a lot from Trump. Oh, y'all have been hearing this a lot. Law and order, right? We ain't talking about Dick Wolf, who's also a Trump supporter. Doom, doom. But, you know, that's just a bar. You know, uh, and Trump also said they should be able to handle it themselves, as he suggested that, you know, he stood ready to deploy federal troops to Philadelphia if he's asked. Um, of course, you know, Biden, you know, he's trying to get people to remain calm and everything. And, you know, you use the names of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Jacob Blake. Uh, he says that, you know, black Americans that will not soon be forgotten. But, you know, this is another life that mattered that was taken away from us. So when we say black life matters, we talk about this. We talk about this shit. And I feel like we cannot accept, we can't accept in this country a mental health crisis that ends in death. We can't, we can't accept that. That is not acceptable. You know, people are angry. People are tired of this shit. We've gone through the summer, through the fall, with black people dying. And this just can't be the case no more. You know? We were asking with, with, with Floyd. We was asking with Breonna Taylor. We was asking with Blake. We was asking... You know, when those teens from Morehouse and Spellman, respectively, were pulled out of that car in Atlanta during protest. We were asking. We're not asking no more. You know, yes, there are looters. Yes, there's been violence. Yes, there's been, you know, protests and everything. But we're tired of this. We are tired of this. Um, I don't understand the rhetoric that comes out of the White House, you know, and from the rhetoric from the Democratic Party, you know, I understand, you know, you got to get people to stand behind you and galvanize them. But uh, Biden and Harris, they got work to do to show, so you know, to show support for the black community. You know, Harris, we've talked about this, you know. She was a California's attorney general before being elected to the Senate. And we all know her prosecutional background. You know? Locking people up. Locking people up for, for small crimes, small drug crimes. You know, Biden has also, you know, said that he's not going to leave, you know, he's not going to rush to legalize marijuana. One of the things that have us as black men locked up. You know, it's just. It's, it's terrible what's going on to our people, man. It's, it's terrible and frightening to see what's going on to my brother's city. In Philadelphia. Um, 
it's just terrible to see and we need more. And that's why, you know, after, you know, yeah, we, you know, we pumped it up with the Fleetwood Mac dreams and everything, but I played that reason song because like the title says, we need something more. We need something more. And to, you know, to the people out there in Philly that my boy, my brother, Lorenzo works with, you know, I salute y'all. I talked to Lorenzo about the other day when we were trying to schedule, um, trying to schedule when to do this show. Because usually we do it on Tuesdays. Um, but my brother was working. And I don't know if, if, if I'm allowed to, to say this, but I'm just going to say it. Um, my brother was in West Philly doing legal aid. He was in the jails helping, you know, to get, to get people out. You know, um, he would, we were just speaking on a, a sixth grade teacher, social studies teacher, who's been arrested federally. Like, I, I'm not going to speak on it anymore. I'm just going to speak from as a person looking on the outside, looking in. Uh, I'm going to let my brother, you know, speak because he has boots on the ground. He's there. So, um, Lorenzo. Go ahead, brother. I got you. The floor is yours. Thank you, brother. And I definitely appreciate all that intro. And I want to start my contribution today um, from a more historical context. Uh, one, the founding of this city and how it was founded. And two, some of the forces that started to come in um, after slavery and things like that. And I'm going to kind of bring us to where we are today. So 1776, the Declaration of Independence gets written. The names that were on the Declaration of Independence were pretty much the names of slave masters, oligarchs, landlords, settler colonialists, all white men. Um, Philadelphia was pretty much the first capital of the United States. Philadelphia then served as pretty much the hub for business and commerce in the in the 13 colonies. So Philadelphia was the first city to have a zoo. Philadelphia was the first city to have a bank. Philadelphia was the first city to have a compulsory school. Philadelphia was the first city to have a jail. Um, so we're looking at like the city of first and it pretty much dawned what we know as the American experiment. And, uh, uh, and it's basically the uh, pretty much like the pre headquarters of the US empire. And later on, we know that, you know, Washington, D.C. is where the seat of the United States government sits today. In 1871, there was a man who was shot by Philadelphia police. This man's name was Octavius Cato. He was shot by police forces that were in Philadelphia at the time, who would later become the Philadelphia Police Department. Octavius Cato was an intellect. He was an educator. He was a man. You know, I think that a lot of of our fighters from back in the day had to have their hands into a lot. You know what I mean? He was a cricket player um, from the Caribbean um, and moved to help out with the folks that were struggling after Reconstruction in the North. Octavius Cato was shot by Philadelphia police because on Election Day in 1871, he was organizing Black people in the Black community to go down 2nd to Lombard in South Philadelphia and vote. Octavius organizing this event um, 
pretty much was just walked up on by police. They pulled their guns out. He pulled his out because he was strapped as well, and he got shot, uh, killed. Um, we have had several struggles in the city for a long time trying to get black men into Girard College, which was a school started by Stephen Girard. And it's interesting because I actually uh, pretty much live right down the street from this particular school. Um, Stephen Girard was a racist French magnate who started a school in Philadelphia for white boys. And there was a to get black boys into the school. A lot of black organizations had had help with this and that struggle was pretty much successful. Um, 1985, excuse me, 1978, we have an incident in West Philadelphia where nine people from a organization called Move are arrested um, and pretty much giving, at the time, what they thought were going to be pretty much life sentences. Um, and the Move 9 was, most of the Move 9 was released in between 2017 and 2018. And I want to say rest in peace to Delbert Africa, who died last year, who only saw six months of freedom after he was arrested as a part of the MOVE incident that happened in 1970, which brings us to 1985, Cobbs Creek, pretty much the same area where Mr. Brother Walter Wallace um, was killed. The MOVE bombing took place in that same neighborhood. Um, the 78 incident with MOVE took place pretty much in my neighborhood, where I pretty much came to be from in West Powton in West Philadelphia. Um, but the 1985 move bombing takes place in Cobbs Creek, and so does the shooting of Brother Walter Wallace. What we're looking at is a history of terror from the Philadelphia Police Department and the oligarchs and the capitalists who they protect. Now, about our brother, Mr. Wallace, Mr. Wallace was having a mental episode um, at his home. Uh, Mr. Wallace is a father of three, and he was also married a few weeks ago to his wife. Mr. Wallace was having a mental episode, and 911 was called. Now, when 911 called, when you call 911 in Philly, and I'm sure many other places, they say police or emergency, or police or ambulance. When the police was called, and I believe it was Mr. Wallace's mother that called the police, they asked for ambulance. Now, this is commonplace in Philadelphia because there have been a lot of budget cuts and stuff like that in the last several years under both Obama and Trump. The paramedics in Philadelphia are, at this point, a lot of them were like volunteer firefighters and things like that. People that had some training, but they basically had to fill in the number of workers to this system because it wasn't any paramedics that were on payroll because they cut funding. I could tell you about a situation in which my elderly mother um, was having a heart episode in about 2018, and we called for ambulance, and literally nine police officers showed up ready to fight me and my dad. Um, that situation went how it went. My mom was able to go to the hospital and we got things taken care of, but we called for an ambulance and cops showed up. So the situation with Mr. Wallace, we see that there were two police officers, if you all saw the video, there were two police officers with their guns already drawn, as if the call that they were answering was one of a robbery, was one of a murder. 
um, that probably just took place was one of a, a really violent crime, right? So when you have a black family calling the police for an ambulance and police show up, guns drawn, and it's a black man having a mental episode, the police already have their minds made up. When the two guns were drawn, Mr. Wallace didn't have a chance. And Mr. Wallace, by the way, did not have a deadly knife in his hand. What he had was a butter knife. I don't know if that's news to everyone, but that is what happened. Mr. Wallace had a butter knife in his hand because when the police were called, he saw the police and he panicked and went to the closest thing he could find, I suppose. And from there, his episode began to deepen, right? He began to fall into that avenue where you probably feel like you have no control. And so as a result, Miss Wallace, who was right there at the scene, her worst nightmare uh, comes true in front of her. Um, and what this is a referendum on, or rather a referendum against Walter Wallace's death What's Wallace's murder is a referendum against the fact that black people in the city of Philadelphia are human beings. It's a referendum against black people in the city of Philadelphia pretty much should be at the whims of the police at all times. All of those things were accounted for when those two officers shot Brother Wallace. And it's really sickening because I could just remember coming home and like seeing the video on my phone and like in my head, I'm like, OK, it's game time all over again. Um, so what we're really seeing is a continuation and a dedication to the ideal and to the poison that. Basically, black people, black men in the city of Philadelphia are animals that were less than human. It's interesting because, you know, Mr. Wallace, you know, he had locks, right? And in the city of Philadelphia, locks, dreadlocks, what have you, have pretty much become a uh, a staple in our culture. Um, a lot of black men, once upon a time in the city of Philadelphia, weren't really rearing dreadlocks all like that. In the city of Philadelphia, we have a lot of immigrant communities. We have a large Jamaican population, large Trinidadian population, um, which... We kind of get some Rasta influences from that, some Binky influences. So a lot of us end up adapting that. And then, you know, some of us maybe start studying Islam. Some of us maybe start studying the black radical tradition and we become politically aware and we want to identify ourselves as such. Um, and I can't say that that goes for everyone um, that grows their hair, but I could definitely say that for myself. But I just wanted to make that point because when I saw the video of Brother Wallace being shot and the way he hit the floor, the way he hit the asphalt, excuse me, on, in the street on 61st and Locust, um, you know, I, 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 see, I see myself, right? Um, Brother Wallace is 27. Um, I was just 27 a few months ago. Um, I did not know Mr. Wallace personally, but he was a West Philadelphia resident. He was a black West Philadelphia resident. And at this point, we're going to do all we can to amass all the support for his family and for the rest of our community at this time, because there are a lot of answers that people are looking for. And so within this struggle of voting, within the struggle of the stuff we were dealing with earlier this year out of Minneapolis, Louisville, um, Milwaukee, those places, 
Denver, all of these places have one thing in common is that you have racist police that enforce the laws. And we already said on this podcast where racism comes from. I believe it was episode eight. I mean, excuse me, where police come from. I believe that was episode eight. And so all of these systems are basically letting us know where they stand based upon the time that we're in this election season. Um, everything going on right now culturally, how people think, how people move. The people that enforce laws are definitely not letting us know what they think. And those that legislate those laws and those that execute those laws are showing us what they think. Both candidates, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, have stated that looters and rioters are to be condemned, right? Before, before mentioning anything about a family, before mentioning anything about a young man that was gunned down and basically has his life ended. Nobody says anything about that, but it's about looters and rioters. That's because our friends, um, the people who are in offices like Donald Trump, like Joe Biden, especially somebody like Donald Trump, who's been a master of industry uh, pretty much his whole adult life, um, they're not here to speak for us. Um, they're not here to uh, pretty much make it seem like they are um, existent, right? The United States government and they, their offices, their titles, that they exist for the betterment of people. But their titles only exist for the continuation and for the perpetuation of white supremacy in the system. Police don't protect people. They protect profits and they protect the capital of the developers that move into these urban centers and steal profits from the people while the people are undermined, not finding work, not being able to vote. And also the threat of death is at your back and front every day. That's what we're dealing with in the city of Philadelphia. That's what we're dealing with in New York. That's what we're dealing with in Baltimore. That's what we're dealing with in Los Angeles. That's what we're dealing with in Houston, Dallas, Lagos, Nigeria. You know what I mean? This is a global phenomenon. This white supremacy, racism, this 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 this, this racist police terror. And definitely Charleston, South Carolina. Absolutely. All day long. You know what I mean? All of these situations. We can name all of these situations. It's funny, you know, Lovecraft just went off and you know, uh Watchmen and all of that stuff was just on, and we talk about Tulsa a lot, you know. And I'm mm. not saying that Tulsa and I'm not saying that Tulsa gets spoken up too much. I'm not here to do that. Same way, same way like with Move, because Move happened in Philly. I'm not going to be a person to say that, hey, y'all need to talk about these other things more. No, focus on that one event if you can, because these are very seriously traumatic events that maybe some people who in our families were in, right? Maybe mm. some of our actions in these situations. So sometimes people say, well, like, you know, this happened in Chicago. This happened in Philly. This happened. And these things did happen. But the thing is, is like these things only have one thing in common if you want to read the details of those crimes or not. All of this are the products of violent, evil, white supremacy that's only supposed to protect whiteness and capital. And with that being said, it's interesting because when we talk about this whole voting process, we always talk about basically we do this thing in which like we kind of give the rock, right? We kind of we, we, we kind of give the credit to the person of lesser evils, right? But in this particular campaign, which candidate is the lesser evil? No, no candidate said, rest in peace to Walter. 
No candidate said Black Lives Matter. No candidate said that they were going to defund the police. Neither candidate said that they would actually have a a, a, a structured economic plan to really address the poor people in this country. I heard Donald, excuse me, I heard Joe Biden say something about the middle class, middle class working folks, right? But we like to do that in American politics. We like to put together words and confuse the people. It's no such thing as a working class middle person, Joe Biden. A working class person is a poor person because in the tradition that I come from, the working class are poor people. And that's what we and that's what we say because these people work. Because sometimes poor has an annotation of lazy and that they don't do anything. That's why these people talk how they talk to discriminate against us and to undermine our movements and to undermine our quality of life. So I'm going to ask again, what particular candidate is the lesser evil candidate? If all we're basically hearing about is the police not being defunded, I'm hearing that black lives don't matter from these two individuals. I'm basically hearing on one end a more neo-Confederate approach to things. And on the other end, I have a neo-liberal approach to things. So which evil is the lesser evil? You know what I mean? It really makes no sense when we're thinking about how these things are taking place and then the responses that we as the people want and then the people that are in charge, their responses to these situations, you know? And it's very interesting. And I just want to end my contribution on this subject here. Um, there was a man named William Edward Burkhart who was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts to an affluent black family who was able to attend Harvard University and several other universities, including the University of Pennsylvania, which is right down the street from where MOVE was attacked in 1978 and is right down the street from my beloved almighty West Park 46th Street projects. Ivy League school is down the street from my projects, self-control. Just letting y'all know that. William Edward Burkhart Du Bois, W.B. Du Bois, wrote a book titled The Philadelphia, and in it he talked about the plight of the modern day black person living in Philadelphia, the city you had to come from, the city you had to go to, excuse me, to show whomever your freedom papers said that you could live freely in the North. Once you was in Philly, you was good, just like Harriet told our ancestors. You know what I mean? But a lot of us settled here. A lot of us settled here from down south. But aside from the Philadelphia Negro book, I definitely want everybody to check that out. But I just want to read a quote from the Why I Won't Vote, uh, the Why I Won't Vote uh, lecture by W.B. Du Bois. Real quick, he says, and this is about the election of 1956. He says, in 1956, what? I shall not to the polls. I have so far disappeared in the United States. That Hold on. We there. Hey, run that, run that back. Can you try to I'm break sorry? it up? Gotcha. I said, run that I back. Gotcha. Can you gotcha. try to break it up? Gotcha. In 1956, W.B. Du Bois said, in 1956, I shall not go to the polls. I have not registered. I believe that democracy has so far disappeared in the United States that no two evils exist. There is one evil party with two names, and it will be elected despite all I can do or say. And that was W.B. Du Bois in 1956, scholar, activist, and author of the Philadelphia Negro, amongst other books. 
So that's what I wanted to start today, brother. I want to say rest in peace to brother Wallace. I want to extend all peace to his mother, his family, his wife, his three boys. I want to extend peace and solidarity to those in the Com in the Cobbs Creek neighborhood. And I also want to extend peace to my brother who Naj referred uh, the social studies teacher, Anthony Smith, who is a prominent activist here in Philadelphia, currently facing federal charges. So we're just going to do, you know, because um, these movements are not in the back. We have to remember that um, this is this is not just about one. Uh, 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 pretty much a nation of people that have, have been for centuries on this stolen land. So, I'm going to ask you to run that back one more time because it kind of got choppy on the end. Gotcha. And, I, and I'm apologizing for my audio right now. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on in the city right now to the point where a lot of the uh, internet lines and phone lines and stuff like that are going down as well. So I want to apologize for that. Um, but what I said was that uh, I, I want to extend um, peace and solidarity to Brother Wallace's family, his wife, his mother, his three boys, um, the entire Cobbs Creek community, the entire Black West Philadelphia. Um, and I definitely want to say free my brother, Anthony Smith, the social studies teacher and activist who Naj had referred to during his introduction. Um, and so these struggles are not in a vacuum. It's not about one person. This is about a nation of people that's been trying to get free for centuries. Um, so I just wanted to start my contribution here today, if that's okay. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Um, I don't want to, you know, lead a dead horse. You know, um, it's important to vote. Um, we may not like what's going on right now, but it's important. We need to be heard. Um, you know, this this ain't about voter die. This ain't about citizen change. This ain't about none of that. This is about, like, right now, like, this is real right now. This is real. Um, I'm voting on Tuesday. I encourage you to vote. I just feel like enough is enough. And um, when I see videos on Twitter about um, there's this, this Vice interview where they, they, you know, they talking to these, you know, these different young ladies, different colors, different ethnicities, different walks of life. These young ladies, young women, excuse me. Um, there was this one particular lady who was talking about how she supported. Bernie Sanders and loved his grassroots campaign and was gonna vote for him and everything, but he didn't make it. So she voted. So as she was in the voting, her voting poll, she said she just voted for Trump as a joke because she thought he wasn't gonna win. And I, I think y'all, I, I retweeted it yesterday, and um, it's been making the mm -hmm. circles. It's been making the circles lately. And the way this queen, this beautiful black queen, just looked at this lady and said, like, wow, you know, and this other sister, um, I believe she was Native American. 
I want to say. I, I don't quite know her ethnicity off top of my head. But just her reaction, she was like, yo, the privilege you have to think that, like, yo, this is a joke. And vote for somebody as a joke. I don't want anybody to fall any, under any of those, those lines. Don't vote because this is a joke or you, because you think it's a joke. I want you to vote because you care. Um, so my people who are don't know whether they should abstain their vote or you know whatever I implore you to vote I know there's a lot of people who are feeling like well you know both of them is trash and I agree with you but still you know our voices must be heard because it just doesn't start with the president it starts locally these are the people who build up, who eventually becomes president. We need fresher blood in there. Younger blood. And there's people out there. So I implore you to uh, do your research. Figure out what's, you know, see who these nominees are that you're going to vote, for, that you're going to have to vote for. And figure it out. Because it just can't be I'm not voting because I don't like either one of them. Y'all have to realize that like the president just doesn't become the president. You feel me? You know, the people who share his views and stuff, he's, he's just a product of the party that he's representing. So if you want to have a better president, that you can support, that you can trust, start from the bottom because that's who's going to make the president. These ideas, these cultures, these, these views, they make up the makeup or the makeup of the president. And that's just all I'll say, man. That's food for thought. Y'all just do the dishes. Um... I feel like well, I need to play outstanding after that. <laughs> Word to Joe Budden. I, I feel like I need to like we need a praise break in the middle of all of that, man. It was a lot of heavy, um, a lot of heavy knowledge that was brought to us. And thank you, Lorenzo, for that. Because we need that. Y'all need to know what's going on. Um we're not always gonna dress it up so pretty for y'all, you know. And I think was- that's the thing. I, I real quick. I, I think that we're living in a time, and see, this is my thing with social media and all of these things, right? I think that like it's a part of me that's like, you know, the human being for me wanted right. to be hyper, wanted to wanted to be like hyper entertained, like at the dawn of social media, because it becomes like this personal like avenue, like for your entertainment. And you kind of get to, like, block out, like, the things you don't want to see in a way. And you kind of get to, like, yeah. like sit back and, like, have your biases confirmed. And I think, you know, I, a lot of this I could say just about, like, wrestling Twitter. Everything is not going to be sugar-coated. Everything is not going to be dressed up. And so in a world where, like, literally on the news, 
it's like it's, it's regular just to say like yeah somebody died today and yeah you just move on you know it's it's no way it's no way in the world to dress that up you know what i mean i just think that you know one thing that the mainstream media could do better is just have some compassion for the for people who like who do pass at these situations and, and who are falling you know what i mean um and so i think I, I just think people just need to get with i just think they just need to like come to understand that you know what i mean that like a lot of times like like everything is not going to be for entertainment. And I think as 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 we go like into the future, like like human beings are going to be entertained less and less because it's almost like the more you're entertained and the more shit is sugarcoated for you, that you won't really like never know nothing. You know what I mean? You always kind of be like the special child to these systems that like you know to you know to to all the shit you consume. And so it's definitely not it's not easy. You know what I mean? But I just I just think it's very necessary. You know what I mean? To kind of just like, just, just like give it, give it, give it to him, like how, how it should be given. Cause there's no compassion out there for Walter right now. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah. I mean, we definitely just need to keep that in mind as we get older. You know what I mean? That, that shit is going to get worse before it gets better. Definitely. 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 Tuesday is an important day, y'all. Let's mm-hmm. just get it done. You know, let's get it done. That's all we're going to talk about. Um, we was talking about Ice Cube last week for like the past two episodes. Um, he was on an interview the other day with uh, Claudia Jordan, and he was talking about how uh, Kamala Harris had called him with like 12 other entertainers and stuff, like Snoop, D.L. Hughley. Uh, there was another name um, that was on that list. You know, she called all these people and they wanted to talk about, you know, what they could do for the community, you know, you know, for, for black people and everything. And uh, Ice Cube said he declined it because uh, he felt like, I want to get, the, let me get the quote because I don't want to, you know, say this joint wrong. Uh huh. Okay. Dang it. I lost it. Let me see. Mm-hmm. But basically, he's just he was just saying that uh, he didn't want to do it because he thought that it'd just be people just talking about nothing. That he felt Wait a minute, what? Trump says that Billie Eilish is destroying the country? Oh, you saw that? I saw it real quick earlier. I didn't pay too much attention on it, but I did see a tweet about it. And I get, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, <laughs> how? Like, with, like, it's like it's four days before election day, and this is what we're talking about. Like, all right, y'all. Okay, so the call included Killer Mike, Snoop Dogg, and DL Hughley. But Cube said that he didn't want to join the call be- just to spin my wheels with 12 other people who had nothing to do with it. This is what, you know, this is what he was talking Say that about. One more time. 
Say that one more time, Naj. I'm sorry. He said, said that one more time? He said that... Um, no. Say, say, he, he said that, uh, I want to get things done. I don't want to just spin my wheels and talk to people who can't really make it happen. Meaning that he didn't want to talk yeah. to Killer Mike. He didn't want to talk to Snoop. He didn't want to talk to D.L. Hughley and Kamala. You know, he wanted a personal one-on-one call. Mm-hmm. Which I think is disrespectful to Killer Mike for what he's done for Bernie Sanders, and all you know, and also in Atlanta with Keisha Bottoms and that whole, and the police. You know, as much as we want to, you know, critique because I was there, I was living in Atlanta for that whole thing. I watched it live while I was recording. I think I was recording a self-control episode, or maybe I think this was after we recorded. Whatever and I was talking, to, I was like, "Yo, are you seeing this? Like, Killer Mike is on, you know, with Killer Mike and when Ti called Atlanta Wakanda and we must protect it and all that craziness." Um, you know, to have that type of you know, love to be like, "Yo, we need Killer Mike." That's definitely a person that you Snoop Dogg for what he's done in the community. You know, we've seen it from what he's done with his youth youth football league, which has had, like, I don't know, I haven't heard of any other program that boasts NFL players like the Snoop Youth Football League down there. Let me over yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. A lot of players from the Snoop Youth Youth Football League are in the NFL today because of Uncle Snoop. Yeah. Um. That's definitely a person who you would want on the phone. So I don't understand this whole thing about, you know, you know, these people can't make it happen for him. Like, my thing is, what are you trying to do? Like, in the end, what are you trying to to accomplish? Because there, there's Democrats who said, like, yo, they're pushing back. Like, yo, we never said they talked to us after the election. We said that you have a skeleton plan right now. Come back to us when it's more fleshed out. So when you read stuff yeah. like that, you're like, you're asking, I ask myself, like, what is he really trying to do? What What's the what's the end game? What what is the plan? I just think it's just you know. Say again. I'm sorry, bro. You broke up one more time. My bad. I said you can you can continue. I'm sorry. No, I I was asking like, what do you think, like? This whole thing is, man. Like, what, what? Yeah. So that's the thing. I think this is kind of like piggybacking off last week, where we touched on it and we talked about like the role of like celebrities um in the black community or, you know, thereof, right? Um, I think people just need to like read more and just like I don't I don't even want to say read, but like I like can we watch a documentary or something because like. I think if people was really paying attention, like you can't just be like, was like because you ask a really crucial question, what's your end goal? What's 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 the move? I think we need to probably take take a page out of uh 
some people that came before us. You know what I mean? Like, and, and again, like people rap about Black Panthers. They rap about what, but they don't like walk that. They don't walk. They don't walk that line. So right. like, you can't just be like, what's going to happen with black people? That can't be your question going to like the racist, like Democratic and Republican parties and their candidates like that can't. You need to have a list of demands. You need to have like some type of 10 point plan or something, because on some like on some real shit, like I really think like both of these campaigns are kind of looking at a lot of these celebrities like. How can you just be a pawn for us? Yeah, because we you know? see it with because we see it with Fifty. You know, we see it with a uh, little pump. You know, this shit is like for me, man. Like, and I and I and I really got to be honest, because like like we like we dealing with, like this is like some real shit going on like everywhere, and like America is a really interesting place when it comes to the celebrity shit because. It's just like, bro, like, you had people like Joseph, right, who like, a member of the French, like, resistance while he was performing in France. You got, you got so many people throughout history that's like, it's a tradition to how we could do these things. I just think ultimately, and just like 50 Cent is telling us, like, yo, a lot of these celebrities, they picking, they picking bread, they picking money over the people. They not really, like, how invested, and, and, and again... Certain things that celebrities do right off on their taxes, you know, the Snoop League and all these things, they're great. But for the sake of somebody like Ice Cube and you not wanting to be a part of that conversation, and I guess I get your conclusion. You don't want to be a part of that one because I guess you feel like, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I just feel like all these niggas don't have no plan. They don't have no political orientation. They don't have a political line. All they have is their status as a black celebrity and a couple million dollars, you know what I mean, in a team to kind of reach out to these people. So I really just honestly think that all of these celebrities are being played. You know what I mean? Like, and just because you're getting paid don't mean you're not getting played. And, and like, because we were talking about vote or die, like, and we said that, you know, it probably took some dollars to get some people to come out. But, like, you know what I mean? What got better for black people after vote or die? What got better for black people after the Obama win? What got mm. better for black people after, after the second Obama win? So we do this shit every four years, and I don't see how nobody is tired. And I know I'm tired of having, I'm tired of seeing that one celebrity pop up. Like, yeah, like, I'm tired of that because it's like the celebrity don't never be in no photo ops, so they don't never, like, publicly shout out no actual black organizers. Fuck me. I ain't talking about myself because I don't need to be next to none of these motherfuckers. I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been next to enough motherfuckers in my life. But my thing is, like, you don't even, like, hit up, like, the most prominent, like, activists in your city. It's like it's prominent activists in LA right now. You know what I mean? And like and some of them is even in trouble just like how Anthony is. But that's my thing. That's my thing. People like Anthony that ask for what they ask for and then like those people that like are black and that has been able to like make a way like in this industry. We see who gets addressed first with their concerns. And we notice that, like, a lot of times, like, a poor person or a person that's really in the trenches is going to have a way, like, deeper political, like, line than, like, these celebrities do. It's, like, the only line that, these, that some of these celebrities, and, like, that's kind of the driving force to why they're opening up their mouth. Like, with 50, he said something about the tax, you know what I mean? Like, but regardless of if 50 get more money or not, like, you know, I think he's, do we still own that crib in Connecticut?
Do 50 still own that crib in Connecticut? No, he sold that. Uh, he sold that room. So that's my thing, right? It's like he sold the home, but I'm sure 50 Cent still has access to a really nice home, right? Like whoever becomes president won't really change out of the 50. Like Joe, Joe, Joe Biden becoming president and like establishing that tax bill won't make 50 Cent a poor person. You know what I mean? But the th- but the thinking under capitalism suggests that like get as many millions as you can. You know what I mean? So you like you can hoard that or like save that or whatever the case is. And I don't know who he's saving it for, you know what I mean? Because he don't fuck with his son, so whatever. But, like, that's my thing. I think these celebrities don't really have too much of a political line. Killer Mike kind of has one. He's, like, the only one, like, with one. I think with people like Snoop and others, things are more, like, cultural, that they're culturally in tune with the people, but not necessarily politically in tune with them. And so, again, man, it's just like, just like from last episode, I just feel like people are just having something to say because it's election time. Like, why we'll never hear nothing about black people? And like, why don't we why don't we hear about this when it is time to vote for the local people? Because if I'm a rapper, if I'm from Philly, right? And if I rap, I'ma say, you know what? It's 2022. It's probably local elections going on right now in LA, Chicago, this and that to the third, and all of these other cities. I want to talk about the local elections in my city and how that connects to the greater country and Democrats and those Republicans who run it. So that's my thing. It's like Everything definitely starts locally, but with these people that's at the top of the top, why don't they never really like talk to the people that's like at the bottom of the bottom? Because like that's who you got. Like again, like just like to that point, it's like y'all got to start somewhere too. You can't just jump out on Front Street and be like, hey, like okay, so what are we gonna do here for black people? No, you got to be sure with your shit when you step to these people because they know what they they know they know where they want to see you at. They know they want to see you dead. They don't want you with no money. So it's like, can you come correct? Because you kind of look like a nut. You know what I mean? But, and not just Ice Cube. I think in a lot of these situations, when a lot of these people just meet up with, you know, heads of state or just like some of these Zoom calls, as, as we've been seeing, it's like, it's like, it's confusing because it's like, where's your demands for black people? Where's your 10 point? So I just think that they, they, they're disorganized. You know, they're disorganized and all they really have is status. And to get things addressed in this country, as history shows us, you have to be organized in order for that to happen. And a lot of changes don't happen through voting sometimes. Some of them, they, they start by, like, getting people in the street and civil unrest happening. I'm not condoning anything. I just know how to open up a history book and read it and say, okay, and Stonewall was a thing that happened in New York. And if Stonewall didn't happen how it happened, then the gay people in this country would not be where they are. And, I mean, granted, there is still things to be done. It's still a ways to go. But RuPaul is on television. You know what I mean? And I'm not and I'm not saying that these things are like inherently radical. A lot of these movements be like inherently liberal. But what I'm saying is like change don't really happen at the Oval Office. I'm sorry, it doesn't. It happens for a few, but the poorest of the poor don't really get addressed. Because I'm sure you could talk to any of these black people and you could ask them, like, yo, before you got rich when you was voting, what changes was you seeing? And I think they'd tell us what changes they weren't seeing. But it's something about receiving that career. It's something about receiving these millions of dollars that I think really does it for these people and like like their immediate families. And this millions of other black people who like won't never have like their issues concerned all because like a, a somebody in a family don't rap or somebody in a family jump shot is broke. You know what I mean? Like these is the only ways for us to important and prominent in this country is by entertaining the ruling class, by shooting their basketballs 
throwing their footballs, doing their body slams, rapping little lyrics. If that's the only way we could become leaders in this country, then like some real change is needed. And I've talked about Octavius Cato. I talked about WV Du Bois. Octavius Cato was an athlete, but he definitely parted it up with a political line. And so that's what all I need everybody to know is that like these conversations ain't gonna ever go nowhere if these people with this money and with this status don't have a political line. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, all right. We've talked about Ice Cube. Uh, yo, UFC could mm. be the GOAT. The GOAT. Yeah. And some, he retired uh, after a convincing title defense. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Mans was not ready for that. He didn't. He didn't have the facilities. He didn't have the facilities, black man. Uh, what? What was that? This is a, this is one. I guess. So. Oh, I need to know. Just one. Need a scale. Yeah, I need a scale for that one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
three o'clock in the afternoon. I, I got caught slipping. I thought it was gonna be like later on that night. But I like caught like <laughs> I like I literally just caught it like right when he was about to like the sleep him. So Yeah. <laughs> so I was all right. <laughs> Who else, man? What else is going on? Oh, John Jones said he don't like how they call people yeah. they call oh he John I knew he was gonna get in. I so, knew he was gonna get into that, yeah. So is John is does John got a case? He got a point? Because they, they call it be best pound for pound. Yeah, I I think I think that that's true. And I think that you know, look, it's combat sports has become a spectacle. It's like starting like around like the late 70s, 1980s. And I mean, by the time we get the inception of the UFC, um we do see this uh this playing up of like characterisms, right? So like certain guys carry themselves a certain way to sell the fights and things kind of get kind of WWE-ish. Right. Not to say that they're not shooty, but they get kind of theatrical. John Jones, I think, is definitely one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time, but I think John Jones, his thing came with uh, a lot of bullshit. Same way with Connor. I feel like Connor is very talented came with a lot of bullshit. And, I mean, Dana White feeds into all of that. Like, he loves those fighters that you could put on and sell. And if they win those fights, then their name starts to get sang in, like, these more larger conversations about, you know, you know, who, who's really the GOAT, who's really the best. And I think Khabib, I, 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 like, I like his side a bit better to this argument because Khabib has been nothing but, like, he's been strictly business. For the entirety of his career, no. no but I'm gonna pay respect to my people. I'm gonna pay respect to my land, and I'm gonna fuck y'all up. With these other cats, it's a lot of other nut shit going on. You know what I mean? You see him going ESPN, like John Jones, and I mean, granted, you know it's a struggle that a lot of our folks deal with, and I don't necessarily want to refer to that as bullshit, but like addiction issues and shit like that. Not to say that that takes away from his legacy, but. It's for the simple fact that, like, under this system, when those things happen, like, people only consider you to be, like, you know, the best of that time or one of the best. Like, they don't really give you that. And I'm not saying that you don't deserve it, but I think compared to somebody like me, yeah. Mm. And I had to cut you off. Um, Yeah, go ahead. And Cormier was talking about he didn't put John Jones on his, like, GOAT list or whatever because, like, stuff like the elbow, like, you know, this, like the disqualifications or whatever, and like you know the the drug test or whatever, whether they've been faulty or whatever, like that takes away from it. Do you think that takes away from it, like stuff like that, like well, like what he did with the elbow and the the crazy piss test, overrulings, rulings, whatever? Is that a part of bullshit? And the legacy is better. It doesn't. It doesn't give anything to the legacy. It doesn't give anything to the argument about you being like the goat. And we can like we hear off these situations tears. And I mean, we don't have to equalize all of them. Except, like, you know, I just think there's a lot of speed bumps for his boy. He's been nice, but like, I don't know. Like, he is very like cut and dry. Probably would make you the goat, and I think Khabib has checked up 
You know what I mean? I just think that those other things that you mentioned, they don't make the legacy any better. I feel you on that. I got you. I got you on that. Um, it's, it's, yeah, but I got I got into UFC. When my first UFC fight was watching the John Jones fight, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I think yeah. him against Shogun. Mm-hmm. And that's what and like I just think like, like John got names. John like John yeah, got like, bodies. Like take like take away the reputation. Take away, you know, the the scandals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just bodies. Yeah, he got yeah. Like um, like like what? Not you that all day. What did what you call it? Oh, here you go, sir. Thank you for that. Um, what did uh Luck say? Checking my bio has it. Like everything in my bio has it. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like definitely. You look at John Jones' list, bodies, significant bodies. Yeah. You wanna if you wanna talk about it, if we talk and we shooting, you can call my man John Jones Durandy order the UFC. Yeah. Legend killer. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't know if people are going to consider it that way. But, yeah. I, I realize them because Randy, he didn't have some hiccups. And Randy, I mean, despite those, is that boy. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that, John. You got a saying here in Philly is, like, is they, is they that boy? Or, you know, you know y'all know the uh-uh, he that girl. Yo, he got, he got that shit. I just think, yo, that goat shit in the UFC is, like, really, like, it's it's, like, it's like tough, and that's the thing. Like they doing martial arts, and so when we think about the sport of mixed martial arts, that's why I don't really fuck with Connor. It's because it's like he don't show like he don't show no honor with this shit. Yeah, I mean, like this mix, huh? He's a brawler. He a brawler, but he know, but he know art, and so when you know art, I just think you should. Ca- I just think you should carry yourself a certain type of way, and I he, think that somebody like B. Mm-hmm, He's like Roman right now. He started with the love. He started for the love, for the sport. But then the money came. But see, <laughs> that's my thing with the UFC. Like, it's, it's sit, again. He's got to sit at the table. He's got to sit at the head of the table. I get it. But for me, like, you you just, I mean, hey, you just not my goat. You know what I mean? And Khabib, and Khabib spanked that ass. So, oh, Connor's oh, top five for me. Mm-hmm. Connor's top five for me, but he's not my goat. John is my goat. Got you. Mm-hmm. And that's but, my thing. It's like, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That five. He's maybe six. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I, no I'll, I'll put respect on his name. He's he's five for me. He's five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Connor, and that's the thing. Like he's he had he's had big paydays. You know what I mean? And like anybody get another one with with men. Yeah, and so you know when we talk about the money part, because it's like, would this is my thing? You consider Floyd Mayweather the greatest boxer of all time? Yes. Hmm. Floyd got bodies. Floyd got bodies, man. Mm-hmm. He got, got some. I think he could have went. I think he. I think. I think he could have had a little more though. He, he definitely had a few more in there. 
dodged some. He he dodged some and caught some later. Like I feel like if he had to deal with Birdo when Birdo was in his prime, he would he would have lost against Birdo. But he caught Birdo later. And yeah. I was like, and I was an Andre Birdo stand. Like Andre yeah. Birdo was that nigga for me. Yeah. Like. I feel like he dodged it when Berto was in his was in his prime. So when he finally got Berto, Berto wasn't mm-hmm. ready. Berto already got his bread, or what? Yeah. Think is his bread right now? Yeah. Um, he definitely dodged a lot of them, but that's the sport. You know, you got you know, you got to protect. It's funny because I remember when Hag- when Hagler fought Sugar. You know, this about this is going to be like Sugar Ray last fight, one of the last fights. But you know, Hagler was that bull. Like he wasn't like no like, I like he he gonna hold him hands. He might not be like the biggest box office draw. He might not be like, but Marvin Hagler gonna hold them hands. Apparently, Sugar Ray told Hagler, "Listen, man, like if if we pay you this, like can you like can you like you know, subtract the hands a little bit? I don't I don't want all that shit on my way out. I think it was Sugar Ray last fight, but." It's just an interesting part, like to the politics of combat sports. I feel that that one story don't necessarily equalize or nothing we're talking about. But in this conversation about like the pound for pound fighter versus like you know like the under you know the underdog brawler something like I just think it's always just such a funny conversation in combat sports because it's almost like when the money conversation goes like the guys that ain't seen like the biggest paydays kind of fall to the back of that conversation. I don't know. It's like I, I just noticed, I, and I noticed it in media too. You know what I mean? That's what I asked about the Floyd. I mean, he got a donut. That's there too, obviously. Huge as day. He, he's not lost a fight. But yeah, I just think that, like, we talk about the payday part a lot of times. Like, we remove like certain elements where we would like def- how we really would how how we really would define why somebody is the goat. We just sometimes go by that payday thing because we think that that is the criteria based on them getting that payday. Right. Um, boxing is so crazy because, like, it's. I feel like we the boxing has got away from like I think oh, um, yeah. they about this. How like you got so many divisions of a crew of, of these weights and everything. Like, it's no true. Like, I run this division, nigga. That runs this division. Like, that's why you see Loma against my man Timofino for like four belts and shit. Like, it's over. Yeah. Like. We don't have like that nigga in the weight class no more. Yeah. So I feel you know Mayweather on there when he was talking about that, and that's why I feel like Timofino, like yo, in that yo he showed me something that in that fucking fight against Loma, like that yeah. boy, that boy ready. And that's the thing, Loka, Loka, Lomachenko was a good like that was a good run for him because I think now a lot of people are starting to see like you know like you said like who he is what he got. You know what I mean? Like it's it's real, but yeah, boxing is just so different these days. It's it's it's, it's very different. It's like twenty belts. I say WBC on them. Like, yeah. Uh, the hip hop war awards was last night. Did you catch it? Did you? Well, did you hear about it? Because I know you was doing work. Did you? I was able to catch some performances. Uh, you know, VOD when I when I got home. Um, right. um that I really enjoyed the City Girls, man. Man, they made me. Right, we all yes, we know you have an affinity for the for the city girls. Man, that was great. And young Miami. <laughs> Carisha. 
Please. Do you feel about Carisha? Is like how we feel about Ari. <laughs> yeah, man. Ari. <laughs> Yo, Ari the dog, man. Like, it's just uh, something. It's just something did about. You see the, did you see the what you call it video? The Sasson remix. Oh, she in the video? Nah, not if she is, I missed her. I don't think she is. I, I don't just, know. I just, that song. I just, mm-hmm. I just heard the song and JT killed that shit. Oh my gosh, JT got a, yo. JT got a pen. J, that's the thing. Like J, JT is Benny and Young Miami, like the West Side Gun. You know what I mean? Like it's like that's that's the thing with them. Like JT gonna give you the bar, rah rah rars. You know yeah. what I mean? And Young Miami and- gonna like talk the shit up. She gonna talk that shit. She gonna talk shit and still look fine, but it's young Miami. Yeah. young Miami, and yo, she said the Miami Dolphin line. Yo, every time I hear that, she kills me. The, the, you know what I mean? So what, Miami Dolphin? I'm like, ooh, talk <laughs> that work. The SRT line always gets me from JT. Mm-hmm. They got some shit. They got they, <laughs> they got some lines for that ass. Mm-hmm. But. Somebody gotta teach Carisha about tone. Like it like I guess Love because she's so Florida and her accent and her the way she talks, it's just like it's just like man, like I just wish somebody like gave her like some breath breath control classes. So. <laughs> Bro, I love it. I love the cadence, I love the high pitch. <laughs> I, I, I feel about Carisha though, because Carisha fine as hell. I'm glad. Free. Yo, they both on like they yo like they both look like the black southern gothic. Like you see that one like that one uh, photo shoot they did where they had on like the dresses. This was like they was basically like in some shit that like they usually don't be in. I think this was Billboard and they had the hair braided together. That photo shoot. That oh my dope. god. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. What? It's definitely duality when you deal with when you when you deal with city girls. <laughs> yeah. Definitely duality. Um, but yeah, uh, the baby, the, like highest nominated artist, and the shout out, zero for twelve. That's Meg, crazy. Big one artist of the year over the baby, <laughs> over Lil Baby, which I disagree with. How many number ones Lil Baby got versus Megan? That's what I'm talking about. She only has like a platinum, like like one platinum song. From the and then like albums, she don't have an album, really. EP I think went platinum or whatever. But I ain't never seen a year like Lil Baby. I ain't never seen a year like Lil Baby. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have seen a year like Lil Baby, but it's an impressive year. No one, no one's had. You saying no one, no one has had a year like like him this year. Yes, nobody rapping right now has had a year like him. Yeah, yeah. Like his run right now, from just I just heard "Yes Indeed" in 2018. I remember the first time I heard "Yes Indeed," and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" My home was yeah. a baby before. I was like, "Nah." I was like, "Yeah, Drake versus I, but who this nigga right here?" <laughs> I remember when he was on a Breakfast Club with P, and I'm like, "All right, this is gonna be the new QC nigga." This is like 17, 18. 
And he was talking some real shit. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, I ain't start rapping that first. I ain't start. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to see what he get into, man. He, 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 he left. I heard he was like the weed man for them or something like that. He's a trap, yeah, Morehouse College. Listen, he got a history. You know what I mean, that's, like, that's, that's like, that was the nigga who had the weed. Like, yo, call baby up. Yeah, he's some, but he was a somebody. You know what I mean? Like we say, like he, <laughs> he he's a somebody at down here. And uh, he had a very impressive year, man. Like crazy year. Just a cra- like my sister Diary just kept on telling me, and I was just like, and I was denying, I was like, nah. No, but she was like, "Yo, little baby, the goat, little baby," and I just thought it was just like an Atlanta shit because I was standing in Atlanta. She was just like, "Little baby, the yeah. goat, baby, baby doing this." Look, I'm like, "Look," I'm like, "No, nigga, have you heard Alfredo?" Fuck <laughs> yeah. out my face, you talking know. about baby. But then, like, I, you listen to my turn, and you listen to all these Lucys and these uh, these features, like, uh, you played with Money Back Yo. Oh, Last name Rich, first name not Roddy. Like, they <laughs> talking like, like yo, little babe. Like, yeah, he was. He had to get that for this year. He had to. I don't. I don't know nobody who's really done it. Um, it was Roddy Rich won album of the year. Hmm. Fans, uh, what what else was in there? Uh, I don't have the all the categories, yeah. but I just I, look on the side. Yeah, but I just look. I know Megan swept, and I know a lot of people. I've seen people on Twitter talk about like how they feel like, you know, BT. There was some gimmies to Meg mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. one situation. I, I I know Rhapsody got a lyricist of the year. Yeah. Um, well deserved. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any other ciphers. I heard the I heard the ladies' first cipher was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, once I heard they had a socio political cipher, and I was like, no, I'm not watching that. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what I said. I'm like, what is a political cipher? Like this is hip hop with Jack Harlow and who else they had on there? Like I yeah, guess Polo. Like, do you have these people in in this site because of the places that they're from? Like, I know, like, uh, Jack Harlow. I know Jack Harlow's W. Um, his VMA performance, he had a Breonna Taylor jersey on or whatever, mm-hmm. and people about that and shit like that. But uh, yo, Jack. Har- Speaking of which, Jack Harlow's been like the subject of a lot of people lately. Yeah, like they're calling him a plant. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Hero song, you know Tyler. Yo, he got he got a little Will bump off. Yeah, you know at at the strip club. Right. Uh, it's been a lot about Jack Carlo, you know, because he doesn't have that look of a rapper. You know, he got the uh, they were talking about the the uh, his Tyler Hero video looks like a a New Balance commercial. Because <laughs> he's sponsored by New Balance. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, like why? Yeah. And it was just like uh, I like Jack Carlo. Like I said, like when I discovered Little Babies, like the same year where I discovered Jack Carlo, um, I forgot what was the name of the album, but I know like I heard Sundown. 
that was my shit. Like when I heard Sundown, I had never heard no shit like Sundown before ever. Uh, pick your phone up with K Camp, uh, Sylvia, mm-hmm. nigga. I would fucking love Sylvia. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. That's 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 cool. That's one of them. Uh, like so, but then I heard Jack Harlow got like I already signed a drama in Generation Now, like, and I already heard what happened with with Uzi. So I was like, uh, I don't know if he should have signed with drama. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's listen in. We'll see, man. He but, probably uh, trust me for right now. I didn't really, yeah, probably get done right. I didn't. I didn't like his confetti CD that he came out with. Um, but he blew up with what's popping. What's popping came out and he went crazy. I guess. Yeah. I, um, shout out to Jetson on the beat. Uh, like uh, um. Yeah, I'm fucking with Jack Harlow, but I don't think he's a plant, though. I just, you know, he he grinded Kentucky, man. He yeah, it, it seemed like he definitely, yeah, he, he not your conventional, he not Lil Dicky. Yeah, Lil Dicky's a plant. And I, not, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think Shellahan, Pennsylvania, so. Yeah, I don't think that Jack Harlow's a plant. Nah. Nah. You know, I, now I will say that he probably, he probably gets a good look because it was man. The Shigo uh, from Kim Possible. My man compared a girl from Shigo. Dude, he That's why, like, every time I used to, I see, um, I think this is before she changed her hair up or whatever. Like, when Tayani used to have the black and green hair, every yeah. time I saw it, the fucking Jack Harlow line came in my head every time. <laughs> <laughs> Dark hair chicken right. he do. <laughs> oh man. Shout out Jack Carlo. Shout out PG and the boys. Um shout out Kentucky. Um what else? What else is on the agenda? Uh, okay. So it's all oh, once again it's all and first off with this one. Lorenzo, you ducked me the last time I extended this battle, so now I'm extending the. the it's it's a problem. It was just a time. I think it's just time constraints, man. I gotta, I, you know, when you want to do this one. Tig's versus. Listen, man, it was only right. It's only right. I think. I'm 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 a Trevor Die guy. I knew you was going. I mean, like, yeah, Jeezy. Listen, you know, just just to to to, uh, to test my Ti knowledge, I I think we should do this. We should go on Instagram and do this battle. You with Jeezy, me with Ti. Twenty songs. Let me line them up. I got you. I know you line them. At least nine songs from the first Trapper Die from one from from uh trap from Thug Motivation One Hundred One. You gonna play at least nine songs from that motherfucker? I might play. Listen, I'm I, listen, man. I'm gonna make I, this real. I'm gonna be very listen. I'm gonna be very creative. Be very creative, man. We do a mix. I'm gonna do a listen to Jesus. We do. We add mixtapes to this, or we just do an album. I want to do mixed. Now, I don't know how strong the TI thing might be. 
But if you if you would like to keep it a straight albums, we could do that. But I'm just saying, you know, I will have an arsenal. I will have an arsenal available to let me do these mixtapes. That's because like I I'm 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 waiting for Camp Band of Snowman. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah. crazy, but I listen, bro. I just remember. I don't know, man. I just, I just gotta take Jeezy because that's my guy. Versus Jeezy, we got it. Yeah, I mean, like CTE World. Yeah, I mean, that was that was my boys. Go places like some cold summer or whatever. <laughs> Yo, but, um, shout out Heartbreak Julio. Julio was t- was saying uh, in the group chat, the Joe Budden group chat or whatever. He was like, "Yo, I want to hear shit from Jeezy. On, I don't want to hear no verses, no nothing. I want to hear a verse from Jeezy talking <laughs> talking to uh, Freddie Gibbs." He said, Yo, he, "That's what we, he, he he tweeted that. I need to." <laughs> he, he, he didn't tweet it. He put it in the uh, okay. okay. Got you. He, he was yo, like, yo, he was like, yo, I don't hear that from Jeezy until he addressed Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> that is a bar, bro. That's so nigga, real. Albums. <laughs> yo, bro, Freddie been on. Yo, Fred don't care. Like, I, it's funny because remember on what you call it? I forgot what song it is, but you know, a real gangster. I never uh, kiss niggas and shot myself. Like. It's like, I'm like, damn, what he do? I'm, yeah, I mean, like, when I first heard that, I'm just like, yo, he did, you know, the crime stopper stuff. <laughs> it's just, it is way, what it is, man. Way, um, what was it, uh, Crime Pays? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, I had to run that back, like, five times. I'm yeah. like, yo, when Ben then first dropped, I'm like, yo, where is this album going? And... Yeah, I'm like, he said, what about Jeezy? I thought he said Jeezy was, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, he's talking about his man. But I'm like, yo, he's still on this nigga top like this. Like, and Mad Lib is letting him rap. I'm like, yo. A grown man went and bought some sneakers for Jeezy? <laughs> some Tim's, I think it was. Because he, I forgot what John he told the actual story on. <laughs> he said that nigga was big stuck. Oh, my I was like, yo, this nigga been on Jeezy head for about four, you, and he's right, for about at least four albums. At least four albums he been on Jeezy head. Yo, bro, when I heard, when I first heard Real, I'm like, oh. I'm just like, bro, like, am I still allowed to like Jeezy? <laughs> <laughs> yo, Real Snowman Killer? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I still don't. I'm like this. I never thought Jeezy had that much clout, and maybe that's me, my short sightedness. I didn't think Jeezy really had clout in the industry like that to black to blackball somebody. Uh, it's probably just connections over connections, because you know that's whole young boy who knows how I went from there. I, you know, L.A. Reid and them and all of them politics. I don't know how you, they, you know, I don't know how they be feeling about some cat. So, you never know, man. Like, you never know. But now he's doing his thing over at Empire. Yeah. Yo, Empire New Koch, yo. Empire New Koch. That's, that that, that got to be the motto. New, new E1. Gotta, new, 
yo, listen, T.I. is on Empire now. He T.I. is independent now. Yeah. He was, he was just on Epic, his last album. The Dime Trap, which, like, okay, I love Dave Chappelle being a part of it, you know, narrating it. But some songs, I'm like, what the hell is T.I. doing? And yeah. I know last I know last episode, I asked you, did you care about a T.I. album? We, we like, we shitted on it. We did. We we shitted on T.I. <laughs> but, yo, I've come to say, I listened to the Libra the other day. He ain't, I ain't saying he back, but he got some joints. Yeah. Yo, he flipped hypnotized. I was hearing about that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might give it a rock. I, I got to listen to that reason. Listen, he, he flipped hypnotized. And I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Hypno? Yeah. Yeah. And then you got a Hype Williams video from it. And Hype yeah. Williams is Hype Williams' yeah. best. So, yeah. Like, but my favorite joint on there is him and Damani, him and his son. Mm, they got a joint? Yo, when I say uh, I put this on Twitter the other day, I said when I said Damani was talking to his pops, he was talking. <laughs> He's like, been at it for a minute, man. Hey, I'm gonna definitely listen to that one now. Like, yo, Damani, yo, Damani was talking that shit. Yeah. But, but he was talking to his shit from a point of view from like, yo, I'm your son. You call yourself the king of the South. You're you're this big name in Atlanta, whatever, whatever. I have your last name, Harris. He was he was talking about like how like he was ashamed of having that last name. And like, and I think and I remember certain, right. certain interviews where T.I. has talked about his kids or whatever. Like he was talking about how like how Damani don't even like Damani stopped doing the show. Like he didn't want to do the show no more. He he moved completely out. He moved out of his mama house. He moved out of his house at like 17. Yeah. He was like, yo, I don't want to do, I don't want none of this shit. Like, how old is the money now? He's like 20 something? He's like 18, 19. Like 20. Like, he's like, oh, I think almost 21, maybe. But he was talking about like, because he got paid. He got his own money from uh from that show. From the VH1 show or whatever. So he just took that, got his own crib and everything. He just did everything himself. And I tell everybody, yo. Yeah, man. I tell everybody, listen to uh, this album called The Constellation from Damani. I think it's the intro. <laughs> or Wake Up. Listen, um, no, a song called Wake Up Call. Crazy song. Like, I never heard no, like, I was like, oh, shit, he really can rap. Because I remember you watched the show, he trying to rap, he never took it seriously. So we used yeah. to like, I got oh. action. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna definitely get into it. He reminds you know, they were Damani and Corday. I think he's just going by Corday now because YB is yeah. no longer a collective. They remind me of each other. I would like, I would like to see them do some stuff together. Would you? I would love to see Corday and Damani do something. They both had it that could be a lot of light speed and hair juice, but. Yeah, <laughs> I know that Damani was gonna sign with Dreamville, but something happened mm -hmm. with or whatever. 
Jay, I think Jay Cole just like I think you sh- you should just do this yourself or whatever. Cause I know there was like a he was talking about it on his recent album, um, Time Will Tell. Please yeah. listen. So please listen to that album, Time Will Tell. Great album from Damani. Great album, underrated album that he put out himself. Um, he talks about how he was talking to J Cole about trying to sign with Dreamville, and something that happened or whatever. Um, because yeah, like I remember Damani just this playful little kid, you know, trying to do pranks and stuff and not taking things seriously and think you know thinking like everything that how y'all see King now doing or whatever. Like that was Damani, but like Damani's right. like, super serious now. Like suit, like like I I think I I don't know if I told a story on the podcast or whatever, but uh, this was like the summer or last summer last year. Um, I was walking through Piedmont Park with my peoples, and I was on the phone. And uh, this dude that kind of walked past me, and I was like, "Who is that?" And um, he was talking to some people or whatever. I got off the phone. He was talking to some people about some music, and I was like, "Yo!" And I started talking to him. He's just like, "Yo, no security, no nothing, just talk to me or whatever." He's like, "Yo." And I remember, like, one of the songs he had me listen to was one of his, uh, I think, Time Will Tell or whatever. Or I'm Not Ready. I forget. I, I don't know which one. But um, I was like, yo, this is dope. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, my name is Damani, man. You know, this is my album. You know, check it out. I was like, all right, cool. And when I walked out, I was like, wait a minute. That was fucking Tiasa. But I respected it because he was just off the grip. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, no security, no nothing. So, uh, yeah. yeah, man. So, we definitely gonna do it. We gonna talk about that more. We definitely gotta do. It. Yeah. So, sure. uh, did you watch Kanye and Joe Rogan? See the interview yet? No, but I, 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 I need to watch. I haven't. I plan on smoking and watching it tonight. Okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely gotta watch that. So, okay, let's not talk about it. Yo, Netflix is raising the price of dope, y'all. Yeah, prices are going up. Netflix raising the price of dope, and I don't know how y'all gonna deal with it, man. I don't know how I don't know how people gonna uh, how people gonna feel. So it goes like this: I'm paid it. Mm. Netflix on Thursday has raised the prices of its standard and premium pla- premium plans to $13.99 and $17.99 per month, respectively. Now, I know a lot of y'all is like, yo, what the fuck? Like, yo, I got an $8.99 plan, son. Like, what the fuck going on? Chill out. Y'all still got that. <laughs> right. But... The ones who got like the premium and the the standard and premium where y'all can have like five people on your plan or three people on your plan and shit, price goes up. So where it was it was at twelve ninety nine and fifteen ninety nine, now it's thirteen ninety nine and seventeen ninety nine. So the Netflix customer is gonna see this updated price on that bill for the next two over the next two months. And customers will also get a warning thirty days prior to the change. So, yeah. 
So on on an earnings call, the CEO or the COO, Greg Peters, said that the price increase might be coming. He said if Netflix continues to do a great job investing in original content to deliver more value for users, the Netflix feels like there's there there's that opportunity to go back and then ask for members where we've delivered on that extra value a little bit more. Now, the standard plan offers 1080p quality and allows people to watch on two screens at the same time. The premium plan includes support for 4K and HDR and up to four screens at the same time. And the basic plan supports up to 480p, which is the quality of a DVD. But shares of Netflix was up more than 4% on the price change before settling later in the evening. Also, Disney and Disney Plus was up more than 3% in, you know, on their stuff as well. So yeah, that that's what's going on. Hey, they raising the price of dope. We, we you know, y'all, y'all know, the, know the ledge. Know the ledge. Um, I want to talk about this. Um, I was gonna my niece know a couple weeks ago, but I just decided to do something better. And I think I talked about this on my Twitter. I'm sorry, man. MGK a uh, pop punk album, whatever he did, uh, Tickets to My Downfall, mm-hmm. was actually a pretty good fucking CD. I actually fucked with it. I actually liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people know MGK from coming at Eminem and they think that he lost. <laughs> I'm one of the few people, one of the few people that have said that MGK won that with Kill Shot or whatever it's called. Because I feel like this, if you're Eminem, and a little nigga come at you. Or whatever. If it sucked or whatever, you wouldn't have responded. Right? Yeah. But he responded to this one. And I thought MGK was I thought MGK was cool, man. I've, I've always fucked with him a little bit. I know like that whole wild he was doing that whole wild boy shit and everything. Um he's he signed the bad boy. Uh He's more recently he's gotten into the acting thing. He was in that mm-hmm. Jimmy Fox movie on Netflix. Uh, what else movie he was in? Uh, he was in the Motley Crue movie as Tommy Lee, and it was crazy because like that nigga had looked like Tom and looked and sounded like Tommy Lee. He actually mm-hmm. learned how to drums. Uh, Tommy Lee yeah. and Tommy Lee and Travis Barker put him through like a crazy ass. Uh, what they call it? Boot camp or whatever. Um, I know Travis Barker executive produced and was pretty much involved with the making of this album. He also started fucking around with, with Megan Fox. Got Megan Fox to leave her husband. You know, he won a bunch of VMA awards. Yo, man, MGK's had a pretty good fucking uh, year. You know, so um, but he was talking about making on uh, the early part of making the uh, the album takes to my downfall. How he was just like, yo, I was drunk. I was coked out, I was all type of shit. But, you know, falling in love and getting himself straight, you know, and going to rehab and everything made him a lot more clear. And he feel like he's made one of his best albums to date. And I, you can hear it in the music, man. It feels, it, it sounds good. Sounds good. He learned how to play guitar, learned how to play drums. You, it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's good, man. It's not like, you know, no Sum 41 type shit, but, you know, it's pretty good. Pretty good pop punk, man. It's pop punk. What, what, what else yeah. you want? It's... Um, and I just think that's a, that's a dope move for his career. You know what I mean? Like, 
It is a real good move for his career. Yeah, I mean, I I respect MGK as a you know as an artist. Um, I never thought his lyrics was like that on point, but I liked yeah. I liked Hotel Diablo. I like this album. Uh, I just feel like uh, it just wasn't space for him in in hip hop like that. It just wasn't that much space. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Another avenue to you know to get it to get in you know so shouts out to him man. Uh, Drake January mm-hmm. uh, was a pretty boy certified with him. Certi- certified heart heartbreak. certified certified lady killer <laughs> or something certified, certified heartbreak pants it's like no I don't know chalk line it's like no yeah I think it's certified lover boy though yeah uh, yeah. He put out the, he put out the 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 faux Jay Z Rhapsody uh commercial. Mm-hmm. Remember when Jay Z got behind Rhapsody and he did that commercial with all the the uh, the album covers. Yeah, mm-hmm. classic. Uh, classic, classic commercial. Um, he he's he's done that, and uh, his birthday was like a week ago. October announcement for an album in January. I mean, it sounds like a pushback because originally I heard that he was gonna, it was supposed to be December, I think, but now it's now it's uh, January. Uh, what do you think? Is that you think it's just him still working or him just you know pushing it back just to push it back? I think he probably definitely probably uh, squeezing a few more in. Um, and I think that, like, it'll probably be a good time for a great album um, right after the holidays, the new year. I think it's a, I think, I think it's a, uh, I think, I think it's strategy a little bit in that, but I definitely think it's probably some fine-tuning going on um, where, like, you know, he, we probably going to hear, like, some bars about, some of the shit that's going on there. We probably going to hear some shit. Well, I don't know, because I think the theme of this album is supposed to be maybe specific to something. Is I don't know if it's a concept album or not, but in general, I think I think that'd be a pretty good time for a Drake album. That's that's pretty good forecast that they're doing. I mean, we already got the, was it the Dark Lane, the Dark Lane mm-hmm. demo tapes or whatever. We yeah. dropped that, which is still bangers. Yeah. I mean, DHL, Desires. I I I love Tom Flies. Tom Flies is my shit. I'm yeah. outside of the AMG. Right outside. TT. Two turn <laughs> baby girl. You know me. Hey, like, yo. Niggas. Hey, fellas, y'all know. Like, fellas, let me know right now. With your partners, play that song while y'all rolling up and y'all chilling or whatever. And y'all driving and y'all smoking or y'all just in the or y'all just in the, the crib just chilling. Mm-hmm. Tell me how that set the mode. What? Time fly. Lorenzo, have you played it for your partner? Have you played Time Flies for your partner and just chilling or whatever? I I haven't. My my my, my partner doesn't really enjoy Drake. Oh, okay. She's not she's not a Drake person. I I I I I I've I've tried years past. Mind you, I've been in this relationship for eight years. For everybody that doesn't know that I've been in a relationship for eight going on nine years, my best friend in the world. But I've tried to put this person on to Drake 
Man, look, I thought what you call it was my chance when uh, <laughs> what you call it dropped. Uh, with, uh, you know his his favorite album with Pancake and all Pancake with pa- with Pound Pancake Cake and all that. Yeah. What's that album? Nothing was the same. NWTS, yeah. right? Yeah. That with the clouds and shit, bro. I was I'm like this is it. I'm like this is the sound. It's a song on here called "Won't Take Forever" because you know they wrote big on old school hip hop and all of that. And I'm like it's on. It's a whole verse. She gonna be sold. No dice. So that's just be better. They didn't. They didn't like Pound Cake. They didn't like the album. They don't like Drake, bro. They like she don't like Drake wow. at all. Wow! Wow! That's, that's crazy. Not, that's not her guy. Yeah. Like she didn't even like. She didn't even like. Uh, she knows she he's good, but she's she not like. like she, she don't like Legend. Bro, that's my favorite Drake project. She don't like none of that shit. Wait a minute. No, listen. I I ain't never met a girl who don't like. If you if you're reading this, it's too late. What? Madonna. Like, she don't like none of that. That's not. That's not her. That's not Jungle? her. She not like, over your so loving. She used to go into a little party next door. Party next door is the most we got out of her. Does she like hers? Does she like hers version of Jungle? That's not how you be able to get her. If you play, if you play the her version of Jungle, and then play Drake's version, that's not how you get her. I retired. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Drake too, but it's like I don't know how I'm about to go on this. Like it's like listen, like. I don't know hard I'm about to how hard I'm about to go. You know what I mean? Like to show you who this, and that's the thing. When pushing and all that happened, oh my god. I mean, when Meek happened in 15, that was like we that's the thing. Like the city was just like, yo, like we just gotta, we just gotta get behind the ball. Was we the city gotta, divided? Was the city divided? The city wasn't really divided. You had some people, you know, talk, but the city wasn't really divided. It was like, yo, like niggas was just like, yo, Meek that ball, like he. You know, because he had Nicki at the time, and like you know, they were they were just getting behind him or whatever. But Pusha happened. I, I was okay. here. Never. I think they said Joe just, Budden. Joe Budden just got COVID. Oh yeah. Oh shit! This just in: WWE will be partnering with Netflix on a multi-part documentary on Vince McMahon. Yeah, I saw something about that a little earlier. Uh, one of our friends had said it was cat, but I think it was the way the person had worded it in that tweet, which made them say. But yeah, yeah let's let's listen in. I'm ready. See how accurate y'all get. No, who y'all, who they gonna get to talk? Well, I just wonder, like, who go? This gotta be like some last, like last dance type shit. I'm sorry, they gotta get my man who did that documentary to do this doc. Yeah, they gotta get my man from Greenleaf, um, and head of state and all that. What's his name? David. Keith? Keep he, yeah, they got, to narrate it, cause he be nah. doing he do a bunch of WWE shit anyway. But nah, then he, he do like nah. the uh, Monday he Night Wars. Like he do the Vince John. He can't narrate. He can't narrate this one. This this one gotta be Last Dance. This gotta be Last, who Dance, last Dance. Who who narrated? Nobody narrated it. It was confessionals, yeah. So the the same dude who did the Fab Five joint, but he had Tay Diggs. Narrate that. Okay. Uh, yeah, the same dude who did that documentary, he got it. Yeah, he got to do this. He got to do this one. I need, I need that. Need where Vince is looking at the iPad and giving his reactions to like some Marty <laughs> Janetti type shit. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. I need, it. I need them type of reactions. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I I wanna know who 
Is this gonna be like a this gonna might be a cap fest, yo? It's gonna be a cap fest. You, you think so? I mean, I, I nobody ain't I nobody gonna give it up. Ain't nobody gonna I, give it up, man. Ain't nobody gonna give it up. They ain't gonna give it up. <laughs> they ain't gonna give it up. It's gonna be some uh it's gonna be it's gonna I think it's really gonna be like I don't know, man. They're they're gonna make it kind of like celebratory, I guess, in some instances. Um but yeah, man, they 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 definitely they definitely gonna be doing some uh some sugar and some sugar. You know cream. they you know they're gonna bring Undertaker out the talk. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I did want to see and get mm. your opinion from this uh Chelsea handler on the Jimmy Fallon show that she had to remind Fifty that he was black about this mm. whole Donald Trump thing. I want to know mm. your your feelings on that because that came yeah. off tone deaf, like the whole Joe uh, Biden. If you don't yep. vote for me, you're not black type shit. Yep. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Absolutely. So in this country, we have a this thing is 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 called liberalism, and it can kind of get real out of pocket when it starts to get like uh, people who, and that's the thing. A lot of people look at this thing liberalism like it's like a uh, like somehow it's cure to like conservative conservatism, um, but it's really like this condition in which I'll just you know I ain't, I ain't about to do no Webster stuff which white people think they're your savior and that they are the like you know th- you know those like w- like well to do well meaning white people that like they they sometimes speak out against racism or they sometimes you know um but Chelsea Handler should know oh, that shit. it's not her job Joe mm-hmm. Budden really has covid damn joe wow thoughts and prayers to joe budden man yeah man cuz um yeah, it's just it's just new cases and stuff in these last few weeks. You know what I mean? And like you know, I know Justin Turner from the Dodgers. He had contracted at the clinching game. Like, it's just a lot of it's a lot of new cases, man. So I hope that you know everybody, you know, that's newly uh found out that they have it, definitely take those precautions and uh you know Godspeed. Yeah, my bad to interrupt you for that. Oh no, you look you you good. <clears throat> I would just say that Chelsea Handler should. Know that it's not necessarily in her place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not in her place to 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 say that to Fifty Cent. It's just that's just it's just not her place. Like you speaking out of turn, like you not like just don't. You know what I mean? Like let let like cause my thing is like, don't you know that it's like it's black people that are probably addressed that? So like, why you feel the need to do that? That's because she feels over, over you know, she she overcompensate. Um, it's it, 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 Sometimes you gotta overcompensate, and because you sedate them, and you think you got because you got a black baby and everything, this, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of that, too. Yeah, nasty mm-hmm. shit, a lot of what nasty fucking work, mm-hmm. a lot of nasty shit going on, fam. Um, don't want to talk about Cardi B. Let's get into this. I want to understand how you feel about the whole Griselda thing. Um, <laughs> So Eminem retweeted uh, or did a tweet about Alchemist dropping an album, which I have to listen to. Yeah. Um, and somebody said, like, yo, 
how come you you know Alchemist is not even on your roster? How come you don't you didn't you don't retweet anybody from like Westside Gun and them? And Westside Gun had commented had commented you know the Kron emojis and the sh emoji or whatever. Uh, we've heard from countless artists. This is a, the common thing amongst you know. This is a gripe amongst a lot of artists that used to be on Shady, how Eminem really doesn't support, you know, as much. Now, yeah. Gr Griselda has had two releases on Shady to come out. Uh, West Side Guns, uh, Who Made the Sunshine, yep. and Conway's From a King to a God, From a King to a God. Mm. Um, both albums are heavily regarded you know, as great albums, critically acclaimed. Um, Benny dropped a, what two weeks later to also critical acclaim. Um, yeah. Another banner year for Griselda. Uh, do you think this at like add some weight to you know to what people's always said about Eminem, or is this much ado about nothing? I think I think it definitely lends to it. Um, because it's a pattern and not just with Eminem, but with other artists as well. Um, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of these record labels, like, you know, when Kanye and I don't want to make, you know, it's just, you know, let's, let's go back a couple of years. I don't want to, you know, make it into the realm of like 2018 to like now, but like when Kanye was dropping the album, you know, you like it was it was a thing like you knew that like it was a thing and like you know good music is behind this and you know whom else ever you know that these features is on there you know that the features on the Kanye album kind of corresponds to the good music thing because of the features and stuff that would be on it you know when it's a good music album coming out because like I mean you know if it's a Kanye album coming out and like you see the preparation and all that around that right now the same thing that Joe was saying about like Slaughterhouse and all of those things like boom it's like that like same thing. It's like, you know what it would be like if you were dropping or how it would be if you were dropping Shady Records. You know what I mean? Shady on Shady Records, boom. Okay, cool. Shady had the math and the whole thing, you know. Jimmy Iovine getting paid and Dr. Dre, woo woo what. But for these acts, for these like, you know, really fucking like hard-hitting acts, like lyrical, miracle acts, like Slaughterhouse, Griselda, why don't we have this push? And I mean, granted... I feel like West is this guy that like puts all of the things out there for you to be able to put their shit out. Like the way the album covers look, um, everything that he's interested in, from the wrestling to the sneaks, right? You know, to the to the to the to the fashion and all of these things. Like these are these are, you know, what I mean these these is household things: fashion, wrestling, sneakers. These is household interests that people in the culture is interested in, and for that to not be put out. And, or rather for that, you know, like their hub, their buzz, all the stuff they got going on, for that not to be like, you know, presented by you and you have, it, it, it just looks crazy. It just looked crazy. You know what I mean? Just like Joe said, like, I forget what episode it was, but he said, you see Ross? 
when MMG first got started, when he was out there with Meek and Wale, like that's how you're supposed to go hard for these guys. You know what I mean? Like that was that was that's one of my favorite episodes of Joe Button Podcast. That episode, you know what I mean? Like he just break down the whole thing. But I just think that it definitely lends to it, and it's and it's a part of the pattern to where it's like, what is it about some of these artists? and like their namesake or like their like babies of record labels and it's like the only time in which it's really popping or it seems like the label really got something to do with something is when they dropping something so i don't know it, it definitely lends to it bro like joe not crazy <laughs> Like, he's crazy. He's crazy until he's not crazy. So just like you said, right? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like Eminem has always ran shady records, like some type of vanity label, some type of vanity boutique label, somewhat. Like, you know how like Sony or Columbia gave Nas Illwill records just to be like, here, nigga. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you you right. have a label now. Hi. Okay. You have. You got a label. There you go. Like how D, um, Dev Jam did DMX. Oh, you want Bloodline Records? Okay, here's a little cubicle over there. Bloodline yeah. Records. Go run it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like he runs it kind of like that to a point where to the point where I don't think he runs it as much as Paul runs it or whatever. Or Paul's mm. behind it or as much as I thought, think or thought he's behind it. I know he had to like stop in some way when he became uh, when he started running Dev Jam. Now he's not running Dev Jam anymore. Um, yeah. to the point where Westside Gun is advocating to to run Def Jam, which I think if Westside Gun gets on Def Jam, you're gonna get an album a day from Def Jam artists. <laughs> <laughs> the, the streets will be flooded <laughs> with Def Jam. All right. All right. Y'all think Griselda drop every week now? Wait till Westside Gun runs Def Jam. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be like, that's every be every week. Fuck, you know what I mean? What's the idea to have Dave East dropping every other week? <laughs> Yo, the album ain't done yet? Yeah, Yo, drop right. the shit. <laughs> For real. Yep. For real, man. Um, but I do want West Side Gun to get that job, though. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's a great uh, label exec. He's running. He's running. Griselda, look at the run. Look at. I think the only thing that Griselda suffers from is oversaturation. Griselda's biggest problem—I won't say problem—but their only enemy is them. Like I these, did. but these niggas like they live in the studio. Like they live in the studio. Like I just saw Maul and fucking Conway in the studio. Like Conway say he's about to drop another al- his last album. What do you mean you just dropped your first album? Got my last album. Yo, I just think they about to just clear it out for Benny. They just want to have him like just go, just go, just be one of the go. I know they're trying to do with Benny, bro. Like, I don't know. It's like, bro. I mean, they're gonna have Benny, they got Boldy, they got um I haven't Benny, everybody's telling everybody right. tell me to listen to Keisha Shantae, but I don't know if I want to listen to her just yet. Um oh, the rap. Yeah, the uh the girl MC that they have, the lady MC oh, that they Armani have. Caesar. Oh, is that Armani Caesar? Why yeah. is Keisha Shantae? The Who the fuck is that? The poet named Keisha, Keisha Plum. 
Keisha Plum. Okay. Doing poetry, yeah. And there was another one too that was on Benny. That was on Tanner too. But that ain't that that ain't that ain't that wasn't Keisha. That's somebody else. But like, yeah, they, they, yeah. So yeah, somebody Keisha told me to listen. Somebody told me to listen to the Armani Caesar album. Yo, I need Keisha Plum and Scotland Underwood on a track together. Right. Like she do something and he answers it. I need that. Yeah. But that's just me. Um, yo, hell of a cell. Yeah. Big Oos. Yeah. Big big Oos. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't we don't call him Roman no more. We call him Big Oos. <laughs> big Oos. You know what I mean? And I just I I don't know. We saw the match, you know what I mean? Like the end though. Like the <laughs> That's what did it for me. Yo, appreciate this shit. Because I saw that shit, I was like, yo, the clock, yo, the, if the clock ain't already been ticking, the clock still t- the clock ticking now. We got about three, four more years of this shit before Roman yeah. going. We got about three, four years before Roman like, yo, fuck y'all. I'm out. Yeah. They 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 better, they better, they better, they better, you know, like you like this time, like use this time. As best as you can for this man. Like, be wise, be, you know what I mean? Be creative. Because he, yeah, it's just going down. Listen, Roman only working with people who you want to work with right now. Like, yeah. I think he had to do that, that, that whole Fiend Strowman match just to get him out the paint. But, like, yo, he's, you know, he, he got to deal with, you know, with his, his immune system and everything. So, you're like, yo, I'm just going to work with family for a couple fucking months. And I really, Think that we getting Rock Roman Royal Rumble? Yeah, let's get that popping immediately. I think so, we get. You see the Rock in the in, you know on the videos talking about he working out and the weight fell on him or whatever. Nigga, you training like you trying to get back in ring in ring form. Exactly. Listen, you get to that ring with Big Oos. Man, look. I don't know if you ready. I don't know if you ready to get in the ring with Big Oos. Like you ain't like. Listen, he had the wild Samoans. His daddy, his <laughs> uncle, adorned him. Yeah. With the lay. Yeah, I mean, throw it on him. Like he officially Big Oos. Dwayne ain't never get that shit. Yeah. At all. At all. Yeah, I mean, like this. Like it's some, it's like for real. Dirt. Like niggas gotta go. Did you see AJ say he? Uh, what happened? Did you see AJ say he was the heel goat? Who said that? Yeah. AJ said AJ Styles. AJ Gray. AJ Gray said Roman is the goat heel. I think he was tweeting the the, the night that cell was on. He was he was tweeting that shit. Listen, I feel like listen. Listen, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gold heels. Like for me to, like he got a gold, like for me a goat heel edge. Mm-hmm. Edge is a gold yeah. heel. Yeah, you know I mean, he just, like, was, you, he just was popping. He just yeah. was popping. Yeah, niggas, good. niggas was popping and marking as they should have. But I think yeah. we're we're prisoner of the moment right now. But you got to get to 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 edge levels. Edge and Christian levels, that that type of deviancy 
like where you just like you want to find these niggas personally, like Triple H type heel shit, like like you want to find this nigga, like where this nigga stay at, like that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Like he gotta get to <laughs> dip, like dim type levels, dim type levels, like and. I think he that de- like the way that the climate is, the way he run, like yo, he definitely can find that mark. Definitely. Yeah. I ain't gonna put sure. him there yet, but he definitely can do it. I ain't gonna yeah. put it past him. Big Oos is doing it right now, man. I don't care what nobody tell you. Let no man put us under. Big Oos, the tribal chief, head of the table. Man. We need to, we need to get that right now. We need to get Rock Roman. Royal Rumble because it's listen it's storytelling is booking because where did Rock coronate him as the man at a Royal Rumble where he got booed I think that was in Philadelphia yeah I was there yeah so like we need to have that (laughs) we need to have that it all happens again again like I know that was the, the, the tagline for Wrestlemania where it happens again. We did well, we it happens again, again. Like well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. We need that. Rock Roman. And I think Roman gonna put that boy on skates. It would be I don't think it'd even be a long match. I think it'd be a squash. And that's why we need a crowd. Because I want to see Roman like throw him out and like throw him out the ring and you know you know Rock Mama be there every time he you know he wrestling. They have they have have, like they have him in front of the family at at ringside or whatever. Oh yeah. See that's the thing. It's like you gotta have some then you gotta have you gotta have Simone there to look look at your is this your king? (laughs) Right. Roman exactly. Killmonger right now. Roman Killmonger. Real shit. Real shit. And that's the thing. It's like, if we take a look at just the careers, this is the career of Roman, man. Like, it's just like, just just, just give him all of the money matches. You know what I mean? Just do this shit. Because like we said, he's dipping. You know what I mean? But Have you seen the uh, the thread? The from Dead Ass Girls, the beat, the rap, the the classic rap beast, and I did, I did catch that. Excellent thread, yeah. Excellent thread from Dead Ass Girls. If y'all haven't listened to their pod, definitely check them out as well. Great, there's a great thread that they have on Twitter about classic rap beasts and classic Roman feuds that they've compared. Great job by these ladies, man. They, they, yo, they. They're on a yo, they on a run too. They had Faye Jackson one episode, they had Seahawk another episode. Like, yo, they on a run, man. Shout out to the shout out to dead ass girls. Like, they will hurt your feelings. Like, they they don't care. Shout out to Glizzy and them, man. For real. Um what else? Yo, we was talking about this last episode. Um, but I couldn't find the article. I still don't have the article. I just remembered it after I found it again, and I tagged you in it. Um, Arn Anderson <laughs> mm-hmm. went, yo, went on somebody podcast and said that he think the only reason why David Otunga <laughs> was hired <laughs> by, or was kept around by Vince 
so they can get Jennifer Hudson to sing the national anthem of America the Beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yo, what are Edison smoking, yo? What what yo, what is our, our Edison mind? Uh, bro, you know what? <laughs> and let me find out R. Anderson is a Jennifer Hudson fan. Oh my god! Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if R. Anderson don't like uh, leaving under uh, somebody's spotlight. I wonder if that's his shit. You know the spotlight joint, Jennifer. Yeah, Hudson. definitely, definitely. He, he might fuck with that song. It might be sure. His wife probably loves Dream Girls. Yeah. They're probably gonna go see the Aretha movie when it comes out. Oh yeah, for sure. You know. So yeah. So yeah, definitely. All right, y'all. It is our favorite segment. It is the need to know. Uh, the need to know is where Lo and myself, we give y'all something that y'all, whether it's movies, events, something in history, music, whatever. We tell y'all this is something y'all need to know, and hopefully y'all check it out and let y'all and let us know what y'all think. Um, is the need to know. Uh, Lorenzo, you got need to know for the week? You're on mute. You need you need me to go first. Sorry about that. I mean, I can go first. All right, yeah, you go first. All right. So my need to know this week was um, it was gonna be Ti's album Libra, but I talked about it already enough. Um, still go check that out. My need to know this week is like, yo, I know we only checked this channel out when we were younger after two a.m. You know, to watch, you know, the, the soft porn shit. But, yo, Cinemax got some bangers, man. And on Cinemax is this show called Warrior. Um, It's from the mind of Bruce Lee. It was something that he was writing on. You know, he was kind of like, it was something that he was working on in his mind. He was writing, he was just trying to flesh everything out. Like, he had characters, he had the setting, he had a plot, you know. He just really didn't have like an end game or whatever. Um, but it's from his writings. Um, and this show, Warrior Man, is on Cinemax. It's season two right now. I started it like a while ago, but I never finished it. I don't know why I never finished it. Um, but I'm definitely watching now again. Something just made me last night want to watch Warrior. I think because I saw, I thought that they canceled it. That's why I never fi- finished it. But they had a season two going, and man, season one. I like I watch rewatch the season one. If you're a Bruce Lee fan, if you like kung fu, it's a gr- spaghetti westerns. Think of a spaghetti western. It's like um, it's like Lovecraft in the in the form of that. It's in back in the day. Is in a long time ago in San Francisco where you know, Chinese people across the, you know, 
across the waters. They've been building railroad tracks. They've been doing the whole gold. This is like pretty much after the gold rush and everything. Where they're trying to, you know, after these times. So it's, China, it's Chinese people, it's Irishmen, it's Americans, all these people trying to find their way in this. But, um, but yo, it is so much going on. And like how Lovecraft kind of mixes new music in, in a, an old setting, that's what they do with Warrior, with like Cantonese hip-hop music. And it's dope. Yeah. Like some dope Cantonese hip hop. Yeah. Um, Shannon Lee is a producer. His daughter, y'all know her from WMAC Masters. <laughs> With, and if y'all like, have, uh, excuse me, if y'all have ever followed me and uh, Lorenzo, it, there was a time where for like, I think for like two weeks straight, me and him was talking about WMAC Masters. <laughs> and the, karate, <laughs> the old karate show <laughs> or whatever show right. it was that they used to show on Saturday mornings. Right. Uh, with the belt and everything. Yo, if y'all know about WMAC Masters, y'all let us know. Holla at us. Um, but, yeah, it's a great show. Um, I'll, I'll read y'all a quick description. Um... It's basically just a show about I'm still like I'm trying to talk while it's loading up and everything. But basically it's a it's set during the Tong Wars in the late 1870s in San Francisco and it follows this guy named Assam, a martial arts prodigy who immigrates from San Francisco who immigrates from San Francisco from China looking for his sister only to be sold to one of the most powerful Tong families in Chinatown. So he kind of has to deal with that. And he finds out something about his sister, which leads to this whole big dilemma in the first season. Like, it is crazy. Like, y'all got to watch it. Um, it's a great TV show. Uh, a lot of people have been saying um, that The Ringer... War is the best show you're not watching. Um, and I think they're still trying to figure out if War has been updated yet. Is going to be canceled or renewed? Because I know they're, I know they're in the middle of, you know, showing season two right now. So I think they're already done. But I don't know if they're going to start filming season three yet. Um, I really like. I like period pieces, man. Like Peaky Blinders, like this. Uh, right. Marco Polo was also a, one of my favorite shows before it got canceled. It was a great show. It'll, you know, uh, that dealt with the Mongols and everything. So yeah, definitely watch this show. Some great fighting, great storytelling, just all the down the line. Great show. That's my need to know warrior on Cinemax. Um, it comes on, like I said, it comes on uh, Cinemax. Uh, when does it come on? I'm trying to. Uh, trying to see the listings. I'm I'm sorry. Comes on Saturdays. 
new episodes on Saturdays. So, uh, and a, a new episode is coming on tomorrow at 10. So, yeah, check it out, man. If y'all got Cinemax, um, I got Amazon Prime. So I'm just trying to catch up with it as much as I can on the seven day subscription before, so I can cancel it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check it out. It's a, it's a great show. Lorenzo, what does you need to know? My need to know for this week is Carmen Sandiego on Netflix. So as some of us may know, there was a really popular show on the, cartoon? In the 80s on PBS. It's a cartoon, yes. It's titled... Carmen San Diego, but this is a remake of the original Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego. Um, which but pretty ain't, much, you know, ain't Gina niggas giving heebie jeebies, Rodriguez? The I voice? was getting there, my brother. I was getting there, you know. Bad, it's definitely my, my need to know. No, you're good, you're good. It's definitely my need to know. I had, I had a little thing for it too. You, you, it's all good, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I think that those of us in Media, you know, communications, what sometimes get excited when there is uh, a remake that's happening or something that, like, you know, it, it lends to our childhood or it may refer to something about our heritage or ethnicity. Um, and then the ruling class or, you know, the media, you know, corporations in general just kind of have a habit of kind of having problematic people show up. Uh, during our times of fun um i will say that besides all of that i think that the whole brand of carmen san diego did a lot for me when i was young um it taught me social studies uh very early you know like i said all my i said on this podcast before like all my brothers and sisters are older so they all was really like into that carmen san diego stuff um and it kind of got handed down to me my mom was an early childhood teacher so all of these things just kind of go hand to hand but for me it was kind of out of pocket to see that Gina Rodriguez is the one that's on the voice of the new Carmen San Diego. Um, but I definitely enjoyed watching like, cause it's three seasons on there. So I pretty much like binged it and it's over now. Um, cause the third season just got put up, but, um, certain things you might appreciate about the series, the animation, uh, some of the themes within about gender, certain things about ethnicity and things like that. Um, they kind of touch on colonization somewhat um, around certain things like the diamond mines in Botswana and things like that. Um, the favelas in Rio, Brazil, and all of those things. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, it could be a real interesting watch and it can kind of create some interesting discussions. Um, so definitely you could be entertained by this, but it just might be one of them things that you might have a really like deep conversation about, not necessarily deep, but you might have a conversation about this with a friend. And, you know, the conversation can go somewhere just based upon the themes that's here. So old television show, um, that did a lot, I think, for kids, uh, media-wise. Um, the person that's on it, it's really problematic. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's playing the voice of the person um, that's supposed to be represented um, as this, like, Latina uh, woman. But um, I just think, all in all, it could just create an interesting discussion, just as our stuff always does here on the Need to Know segment. So that's my Need to Know for this week. Carmen San Diego seasons one through three on Netflix. Let us know what you think. So I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Or- did you know this? Um, you were talking about Carmen Sandiego from back in the days, like the, the cartoon that was on Fox back in the day, because I remember that shit. Um, do you remember the game show on PBS? Okay. So, um, the lady, the black woman, who was the host, or the lady who used to save the questions. What cult 
what cult, uh, excuse me, what cult classic film was she a part of? You're on mute again. Sorry, sorry about that. I got some audio on in the back. I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. Yeah. My bad, bro. Uh, this West Philly stuff. I believe that would be the Warriors. Yes, sir. That's why I fucks with you. You know. That's why I, I fucks with that you. Would... Yeah, my background is crazy right now. My bad, bro. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the, oh my two classics. You know what I mean? Like two classics. Like she's stamped for life because of that. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. I've always wanted, like, a remake of The Warriors, but will, like, Bloods and Crips, along with, like, the rest of, like, the gangs from the, from the, um, from that movie. Like, I just, but, I don't. I want one, but I, I don't want one anymore. I used to. Uh, you know, let's just leave, just leave the cult classics where they are. Classics. Um, yeah. yeah. That is our need to know. Um, next week, uh, we'll be here, you know, talking more about the culture. Um, thank y'all so much for rocking with us. Shout out to Scotland Underwood on the release of his album, his album, his book, Brother to the Night, mm-hmm. Volume Two. If y'all don't have it, you definitely need to get it. It is now, it is on Amazon. It is now on the Kindle. Get it wherever, where, get it everywhere, man. Um, holler at him. Holler, holler at him at Poetic Scotland on Twitter to get, the, to get a book, to get a signed copy. If you want one, holler at him. Um, what else? Shout out to Umbrella. Y'all know who y'all are. Um, we are one. We are many. You know what it is. It's the Umbrella, man. You, end up, you either under it or you get drenched. Um, shout out to West Philly. Shout out to Charleston. Shout out to the A. Um, shout out to our loved ones. Um, we got some. We're working on something for y'all. Um, we'll let you know one thing that we're doing. We're gonna release our logo, our logo tees pretty soon. Um, we're definitely gonna come out with a logo tee. But we have another tea that we're also planning that's very near and dear to our hearts and very special to us and something that we're really, really excited about um, that, we right. can't, that we can't wait to release to you, to you guys. And we think y'all love it as well. Um, so, yeah. We have that for y'all. Um, we got two shirts on the way. We're going to have the logo tea and we're going to have the, uh, the other tea. I want... For the second tee, I also kind of wanted to, since it's going to be winter, winter, excuse me, winter, I want to have it as a hoodie as well. So um, we'll see if we can do like a shirt hoodie thing, like a maybe like a long sleeve, something mm-hmm. like that. Who knows? Um, it just depends on what I want to do with it yet. I, I'm not going to tell y'all who I'm doing the shirts with. Um, because for all I know, we might just fuck around and do it independent ourselves. I might just set up the whole Shopify account myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll let y'all know. I'll keep y'all in tune to uh, how we're doing the fir- doing the shirts. But um, yeah, we want to thank y'all so much for rocking with us, man. Um, and like we always do at this time, 
like we always tell y'all at this time, God doesn't call to qualified, qualifies to call. That is Chris Green Kane. So for myself, from Lorenzo, from West Philly, from Charleston, we'd like to say good night, good luck, inshallah, peace and love, and one yourself. And just chill to the next episode. Oh, also, rest in peace and condolences to um, Philly legends, Freeway and Oskino Sparks um, so the, for the loss of their loved ones. Uh, I know Oskino Sparks' son uh, died in a tragic car accident with his, uh, with his girlfriend, who was also pregnant at the time. And I believe Freeway's son was shot, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shot and killed. Um, so yes, our thoughts and our prayers go out to those legends, Philly legends, hip hop legends, um, state property, you know, all of that. Um, shouts out to them. Our prayers are with you. In SARS, we love you, Nigeria. We love you, Philly. We love y'all. So um, yeah, just chill to the next episode. And we out. Unless y'all thought I was the kid. Self-control podcast. They are the new death row. Let that not be understated enough. They're bringing it all together. Bringing everybody together under the umbrella.